हेलो अगले हफ्ते हमारा सौवा हफ्ता है सेंचुरी हंड्रेथ एपिसोड ऑफ हफ्ता एंड वी वॉन्ट यू द लिस्नर टू बी पार्ट ऑफ दिस हाउ कैन यू बी पार्ट ऑफ अ हंड्रेथ हफ्ता हेयर्स हाउ ए बाई बींग सब्सक्राइबर बी एज सब्सक्राइबर सेंड अ टू मिनट ऑडियो क्रिटिक ऑफ हफ्ता टू द फॉलोइंग नंबर Nine nine eight eight nine one nine one one six. I repeat, double nine double eight ninety one ninety one sixteen. Send a WhatsApp audio upload of your critique of the hafta, or mail it to us at karthik at newslaundry dot com. Karthik, K A R T I K at newslaundry dot com, and we will select six of our listeners to be part of hafta where you can discuss us. critique us whether on the phone or whether physically if you're in delhi and uh, this will be a special hafta because this time we will be on the block so hurry up because we've got lots of entries and we want lots more so that we can have a quality discussion on hafta so that it's a break from the low quality that you usually used to this is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to nl hafta We have a new army chief, but that is not without controversy. We will discuss that. If you're against demonetization, you're behaving like a Pakistani, says our prime minister in his latest speech in Banaras. Madonna gives a speech after winning a Billboard Women of the Year award, which gets major praise. I haven't heard it, but I'm hoping Deepanjana will shed some light on that speech. Always. Najib Jung resigns, and no one knows why. That's very interesting. And Anand Ranganathan was just spreading a rumor shortly before this who his replacement is going to be. Were okay. you? Or was it someone else? Oh, am no, I spreading rumors? Are you spreading rumors? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing that. Didn't you say that it was going to be Bussy Jesse? No, Koine? I heard no, someone. Amit, Amit, Amit said one of our reporters Amit, said it's going to be Bussy. अफवाह फैला रहे हो और आनंद का बदनामी कर रहे हो बहुत बुरी बात है ये अच्छी बात नहीं है Manipur violence and what it's all about. Luckily, we have Kishle today joining us. He can shed some light on this. Also, on the army chief. Yeah. Bengal violence was it not covered uh, is there some sinister design was it communal or political and is there really difference in the two uh, how big a story was that and of course angrez apna lagan and news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte welcome to nl hafta i am abhinandan sekri we have a packed panel today matlab itni khachakach bari hui hai is table ke aas paas ki yahan jaise dangal ka first day first show hai so i will introduce the panel we have Also, before I introduce the panel, we have uh, NL Sena scheme is taking off tomorrow. So thank you all who initiated this. It's going to be a really exciting journey. I have full faith in it. Uh, but I'll tell you the details of that a little later. But let me introduce the panel first. Our consulting editor and resident genius, Anand Ranganathan. I don't know what the second part, but hello. Okay. Uh, we have our award-winning journalist, Manisha Pandey. Hello. Deepanjan Apal, our managing editor. Hello. Madhu Trehan, the Hi. legend. <laughs> Hello. The, the legend who's just walked in. The legend. <laughs> Our other consulting editor, Kishle. Hi, Kishle. Hi. And a very special guest today, who I have a very long intro to, Josie Joseph. Hi, Josie. Hi. Now you can all take a deep breath while I do the intro. He's national security editor of the Hindu. He's worked at Times of India, DNA, Rediff, the Asian Age, Blitz. midday he's done uh, investigations on many things but the biggest ones that one can recall are adarsh and commonwealth i'm sure there were bigger ones but we'll just come to one of those he's on the prem bhartia trust award they elected in the best political report of 2010 he's won the ramnath goenka foundation award for the journalist of the year what year was this jose 2013 i shared with the revish revish got it for tv i see i got it for print so every year you get an award 
they've stopped it now <laughs> i don't know oh, i see <laughs> and today on the day of recording this hafta josie has won amazon's best seller of 2016 award for his book a feast of vultures congratulations that's thank you congratulations that's a real best seller because that doesn't they don't fake it right amazon yeah so that's a good one <laughs> but the award that has made him most uh, attractive for us is that he has been given the defamation award by jet airways <laughs> <laughs> who has sued him for a thousand crores yeah right yeah i i realized my market value just now <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know in that case you must say angrez after god news right the hafta nahi chhodte then maybe it'll hafta will its value will go up so welcome josi thank you and for a man who's facing such a big uh, liability case on him you seem Uh, disturbingly relaxed <laughs> <laughs> do i have any choice <laughs> i guess i've always said look if if you can worry why not <laughs> <laughs> no okay let's start with the most important issue of the week we will come to josie's book in a bit although his entire spectacular interview on the book and otherwise on journalism and his journalism can be watched on news laundry anand has done a great interview thank you for that anand thank you pleasure it was a pleasure but on on anand's request the first issue we're taking up today is taimur is it a name <laughs> that is appropriate for a baby and for those of you who don't know uh saif ali khan and uh, ravina not ravina sorry uh, oh my god karina uh, kapoor, kapoor. can you please not edit that can you please not cut that <laughs> <laughs> so we know his we know his acumen by as far as bollywood and yeah please keep it times diligently uh, how do you not know this <laughs> <laughs> you do every day you you read daily times supplement which is yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just pretending no, no he knows he knows karina i have karina, to remind yeah. myself to read it actually i i don't look beyond deepika padukone so all of you can just go to hell you know you guys come on Anyway, so Saif Ali Khan and Karina had a child. They named the child Temur, and that led to major heartbreak. Uh, so, tell uh, us, Anand. Well, I, to be honest, I don't know what the fuss is about. If we can have Tughlaq as our prime minister, I mean, you know, why can't we? <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, to be <laughs> to be serious, I think there are two issues. Uh, One is that uh, it, the name stands for something. Temur stands for iron, iron will. Mm. So it's it's like a name. If someone, uh, you know, I can understand. If uh, I'll come to the second part later on. The first is, for example, Joseph. You know, Joseph Stalin. You can But Josie. Josie. Oh. Well, we have we have someone you know sitting next to us, Josie. But I don't think it's related to Joseph. Uh, but you know, people have kept the name Joseph, and there is no there is no thing that you know, uh, nothing stopping for you to keep a name which means something. Now tomorrow, the 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 second part is. if you keep the name knowing very well you know the uh, the antecedent or the history of the guy that to me would be silly i mean I, i wouldn't recommend it for example i wouldn't name my kid as hitler you know or but you uh, name adolf yeah, because there are people adolf. who are called adolf right exactly you know so, so out here also is taimur 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 means name. iron will yeah, so, so you can do that but uh, i mean taimur general perception is that i mean you know would you name your child taimur I wouldn't, or Manu. I wouldn't because the or Manu, or Manu, or Manu, because the perception has built up that you know. I, I mean, I, I would probably stay away from Adolf as well, and Winston, for example. I or, always want to be called Teja. I don't want Abhinandan. Like what is Abhinandan? Such such a nerdy name. I say, imagine who you're going to meet. I'm going to meet Teja. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell. Who you're going to Abhinandan? It just doesn't. Yeah, it has a fizzy type feel to it. So, anyway. for example, uh, you know, Chengiz also you know means something. and uh, not many people keep 
Cengiz or Genghis as as a name, so like Hitler and also, I think it's a needless thing. But at the same time, I I wouldn't recommend uh, Tamur as a name. But at the same time, if it's kept, uh, it's not uh, something to outrage about. There are other things. That's what you're saying. Yeah, you know, it's like if you Tamur means something. If right. Tamur didn't mean anything except the the tyrant, then I would be worried. Speaking yeah. of names that don't mean anything, Madhu's uh, given uh, her children. Uh, I mean, not names that I mean words that she's made up. Isn't that right, Madhu? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I just made up the words because that's what words are. You, somebody somewhere, makes up a word and gives it a meaning. So I didn't want any history on them. So I made up their words and I made up the meaning. And uh, at that time, they were studying in, uh, they were in baby school in kindergarten and nursery in in New York. And uh, they're always asked to write or explain. Uh, the meaning of their names. So they both came home and asked me what they meant, what the words meant. So I made up the meaning also. So the first name means um, you came along when we most needed you, because she came at a time when we were going through huge grief, and uh, so that's what her ma- name meant to us. Because the reliever she- of grief. Sorry. The reliever of grief. Yeah, that she she came to us when she when we most needed her. And it meant that life must go. She meant to us, life must go on, no matter what. And the second name uh, means um, she makes us laugh when you most need it, and she does. Nice. So that's it. Um, my name I have never identified with. To me, it's like somebody else's address. It's the first half hey? of a disease I have: diabetes, Madhume. <laughs> <laughs> Josie, do you have any and, and on one this? second? And the only way. That I associate that the first connection then any anyone says Madhu like that, which is how it's usually said, <laughs> either by my husband and used to be by my mother. It's always like a oh God you <laughs> Madhu. So I don't feel good about my name at all. But okay. I would not be as pretentious to change it. I find changing your name extremely pretentious. Even if you had to put a K in front, that that, that <laughs> meant your your news story would be a hit. Like <laughs> I don't think adding a letter. I don't. I don't think adding a letter changes your life. I see that lots of stars and celebrities add A's to Shobha change Day their fortune. Added. Yeah, and I don't know. Ajay Devgan changed his name, but his film. Yeah. I don't know if their fortunes change. I don't believe in in whatever I was given. I think is, I just ignore it. They but gave I mean, me that name. Take care. Madhu, it is a fact that one must either try and. Uh, keep your child's name as neutral as possible or as well, non-controversial one of the things, as possible. This is crucial. Because the kid has to grow up, and you know you don't want bullying. This is crucial that when you are giving your child name, so and today's parents weigh that. I've seen that they weigh that. That can it can it be a name that they'll be teased in school? Yeah. So, for example, if you name your child Shitandar or Shit something. <laughs> Yeah, but children always find a way to bully exactly. you. Yeah. If you have to be there, bully you, they'll find No, something. but there are some names that you can't, yeah. that you do try to immunize that part. So Manisha is not something that can be made fun of easily. But or I was, the Panjana, I was or Abhinandan, or like Kish. Any of our names today don't sound, but there are p- parents who are obliv- oblivious to the fact. Yeah. I mean, I've, and they I've set actually their kids seen up, many, which is many not boys fair. with feminine names. I mean, in... in, uh, in I, see, I still get phone calls for yeah. Miss Josie Joseph. And the <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, especially... And look at the American <laughs> ambassador, the previous American ambassador, and he was a sitting duck in India. His name was Dick Celeste and his wife's name was Jacqueline Lundquist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. How mature? Journalists <laughs> sitting around laughing. The the legend says whatever Lundquist and the award winning 
Ramnath Gaika goes. <laughs> but can I just say like, that what? is that the is after listeners, and I'm the one who's being juvenile. Just saying. No, but I have to tell you this. You know, a lot of students and they finish their PhD and they, you know, they're writing for their postdocs applications and all that. I specifically prohibit them to apply to a certain university in Sweden. Yeah, lonely. So lonely. I say, whatever you do, please do not apply there. Okay, so now let's start with our guest. Um, the guest who is not so much of a guest. Let's just um, deal with the Manipur issue first. It was majorly in the news, uh, just for about a day. You wrote a piece on that, but it it wasn't. It didn't get the kind of coverage that let's say violence in you know Tamil Nadu would get or Delhi. A, what was it about, and why are you dissatisfied with this coverage? Well, um, what is it about? It's like a really long story. To cut it short, almost it's become an annual ritual out there. So it's it is a it used to be called the Highway 39. I think now it's the National Highway 2 because they've renamed all the national highways. So that is that that is the main lifeline that connects Manipur to Nagaland and to the rest of the country. Though there are two other highways which can go through south of Assam, but those highways are uh, you know not logistically impossible. Now so this highway is controlled by so-called Naga groups. So when we call Naga groups, we can, that's a different politics altogether because the Nagas of Nagaland have a different identity. Uh, the tribals in Manipur who call themselves Nagas are not accepted as Nagas by the Nagas of Nagaland. So all that wow. is uh, really complicated. <laughs> okay, no, yeah. But however, this group of Nagas, who are the tribals, one of the tribal groups of uh, Manipur, um, mainly in Ukhul and Senapati, they, are, uh, they have an organization called the UNC, the United Naga Council, which is the frontal organization of the NSC and IM. NSC and IM is, is the mother of insurgency, is the biggest and the strongest uh, you know, insurgent body with which the government of India signed a peace agreement in 2015. Yeah, last year. That got yeah. major, that was a big victory big, for... Big victory for Narendra Modi. Narendra Modi though, yes, till today, we, no one knows what the agreement is about. What have they agreed upon? Nobody knows. Okay. Okay, which means they haven't agreed on anything. They've basically said that... <laughs> They've signed. Let's, let's yeah, sit together on a yeah, table and sign. Because, yeah, because Muiba is aging and, you know, and one of the other leaders who has died. So, so you mean you know, the... Sorry to interrupt. You mean the agreement that was signed has not been made public? No. That's not incredible. Not, not only has it not been made public, it has not had any impact on ground other than uh, empowering the NSC and IM carders to step up their extortions. Yeah. Now then, you know, it was already legitimized because they were, you know, over ground for 17, 19 years since Padmanabhaya was the interlocutor. But uh, they, they would carry on. Now they can carry on extortion even with greater impunity. So this is the highway that is controlled by the NSC and IM for extortion and for other things. No, but let me get this straight. You have, you signed uh, an agreement. Huh. Great fanfare. <laughs> still not getting big <laughs> I mean, I'm over just, that. <laughs> you know, and I, I remember the Prime Minister tweeting about yeah. this, this photograph, you know, with like 20 Nagas and he's sitting there with a Naga shawl and everything. Yeah. Welcome to Indian politics, <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. And so they haven't made this document public. No. And no newspaper or any journalist has asked for the last one and a half years, where the hell is this agreement? Who do you ask? Because the Prime Minister in this country is the one Prime Minister who hasn't attended, addressed a press conference in the last two and a half years. And 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 the Home Minister was nowhere in the loop. Yeah. So who nobody you? else talks. So who yeah. do you... So who we just accepted that an agreement took place. Like, what choice do you have? What <laughs> choice do journalists have? There's no one who will answer their questions. There's no one who's open to questioning. What choice do journalists have today? There's a very serious thing that an accord was passed. Nobody knows what it's about. And that's it. End of story. This is objectionable. And this violence was between two communities? Oh. So the government of uh, Manipur, mm. which is... Uh, where the, the chief minister, now in Manipur, you know, it has the Maite Naga hmm. uh, polarized thing. The other communities also, the Kukis, etc. But mostly the Maites and Nagas. And Nagas means the, the, the Naga the, tribals of The Manipur, Manipur. Nagas, yeah, the Manipur not Nagas. the Nagaland Nagas. Yeah. So there's this huge, uh, there's a polarized. 
he went and uh, you know declared the formation of uh, new districts actually seven seven districts. of them yeah so there was one district called the southern district where the cookies would be uh, occupying now the cookies were historically brought by the british uh, to imposed between nagas and uh, yeah, to basically as a counter to foil to the nagas now the nagas are okay having the cookies in that district as long as they can say that this is actually our nagas land now nagas have this sense of this unique history they keep calling unique history as if all of the histories are not unique only their history is unique and they said that this land is ours and till such time that we actually lay claim onto this you you know can't, you can't form a district on this okay. land so that was a so like temporary settlers yeah so that was the whole uh, you know the genesis of it was this but it goes back to you know, i mean like i said it's an annual ritual and what happens is that they block the highway and uh, you know prices of essential commodities go up yesterday it, 50 days were completed the block of the high, i mean and, the highway and, and like petrol and diesel goes into like few hundred 800 rupees a liter even, and I'm, stuff i'm not even talking of petrol and diesel i i've covered that like for 20 damn years uh, not the blockade blockade was going on for about what 10 12 years i can't remember how many blockades but you know i'll tell you one one incident where actually the doctor of shija hospital literally forced me into the hospital and said that you must come and cover this because there are three patients in the icu and i have to yank off the tubes because there is no oxygen oh dear god and the next morning we actually you know i i i called up office and i said can you please tell the air force to do something because you know there are three patients who are going to die in front of us literally and i'm not exaggerating we had the story the air force actually carried out a you know special sortie with a oxygen cylinder oxygen well, cylinder but that, that that's not the solution and that, this, that, this that, is what that's, happens that's so now the, now today the chief minister of manipur is blaming the center saying that you know you should have it taken you 50 days to send you send all these paramilitary forces you are in agreement with these nscn chat they are no, no underground you why can't you put again. pressure and you know yeah uh, kishle you mentioned this sorry just one second you know okay. this this uh, the the tribal name cookies Yeah. Uh, these are the na- this is the name given by the Brits to No. no. Okay. No. So they are K U K I right? Yeah. Okay. I think they were brought from uh, you know Myanmar. Were you trying to crack a joke? Were no, you imagining it's a pejorative. Chips? It is a pejorative that is used by you know cooks. So yeah, oh. I thought maybe Oxford read ke aaya hai Manisha zyada smart wala no. Ye pata hai isko sab angrezon ke bare mein. No but it's tragic that that kind of thing doesn't impact the rest of the country. I mean there's I no outrage. That's the the it's so alien and so f- almost foreign that that is the tragic part i was going to say if you're watching the tv it's as if none of this is happening yeah. like yeah. i wouldn't even know can i just button yeah of course no, you have to button josie other you know no you know the saddest story about indian democracy is that we are home to the world's oldest live insurgencies according to world bank study if you look at post world war 2 mm. the average life span of an insurgency is just 8 to 12 and a half years within that either the government defeats it or it fizzles out or like ltt it is completely whatever or they end up being very marginal but in india the naga insurgency is now 60 years yeah more than 60 years it started from independence mm. kashmir is now almost uh, going to be 30 years mm. i mean so we are the world's most inefficient government in dealing with insurgencies and mind you we have lost almost uh, 6000 security men just in kashmir in 25 years and in northeast maybe much more and there are lakhs of people who have died and what does our political class do they do nothing they play the drama may i just ask a provocative question mm-hmm. josie why don't you answer first then i go to madhu with this i have a hunch and what answer is going to be is the indian government so inefficient dealing with insurgencies because 
we are just inefficient whether it's demonetization whether it is anything else whether it is building khadanja and nalas khadanja is what they call nalas in up by the way or is it because we don't act by we as the government decisively enough that crush them the kps gill model like he crushed khalistan do you think that would crush any of these insurgencies or it's no i don't think crushing is a solution solution is that uh, india is a very unique uh, concept in human history as a democracy so many such di- diversity now <clears throat> talking to the sub nationalities like nagas and others and finding solution needs a collective political will and effort i don't think any government in, including nehru's have put a collective political will to talk to these people convince them that they are they'll be happy in this country and they'll be respected every time a group has gone there to promise whether it's in kashmir or northeast we have gone back on our own promises and abhinandan let's also remember with the government that you know it's it's wrong to say that the kps gill model is the only model to yeah, crush because yeah. you know remember mizoram i mean at one point of time the mnf and everything were like you know uh, ruling the roost and then no but uh, you know uh, when we the mizoram we forget that's the, the the single biggest blot in indian democracy is in mizoram because we carpet bombed up yeah, yeah. Bombed. Eyes, eyes all bombed eyes all yeah. bombed yeah. madhu What did you think I was going to say? <laughs> I thought you were going to say सालों को मारो ठीक कर ठीक हो जाएंगे जैसे जैसे जब हम न्यू न्यू स्ट्राइक ज्वाइन किया फिर कौन हमें थप्पड़ पड़ते थे कार्ड वी डेट्स गोड कनेक्ट अस टू द अदर इश्यू मधु वाज टॉक अबाउट द नॉर्वे पेरेंट्स बट आई वुड व्हाट वर यू सेइंग अबाउट न्यू स्ट्राइक के थप्पड़ कहां से मिलते थे कलेक्टर रिपोर्ट करके आते थे इधर फ्रैक फ्रैक योर योर रेपुटेशन इज अंडर अटैक या आई एम प्राउड ऑफ इट सो एक्चुअली व्हाट आई वाज गोइंग टू से was not thappad lagao and this and that i think what i learned from my interview with shiv shankar menon was that as most journalists would do and i did also i asked him the same question exactly what you're asking and what he highlighted which is something that i learned that we don't really address or focus on and maybe we shouldn't actually but we don't is that he was highlighting the areas that we've had peace within those periods uh, in these areas of insurgency he was saying that okay we had 2611 we had the parliament attack we've had all these we had the uri uh, attack and um, he said but you if you look at the phase the periods between those things when nothing happened that is because of what the indian government or whatever the security forces were doing and we actually don't address that and i actually fine we should look at it also as a plus point but it's like saying um telling someone look at the times that i didn't slap you hmm you know that's not good enough for me for a country's security so i'm not going to look at how many times the period that we had peace because we can't wait with how many what was happening in the terrorist minds that maybe they were just inactive why are you taking credit and we and don't like, know that and like anand has once pointed out the default setting of what the standard should be is that i mean you can't say 12 planes landed safely you exactly. will always say this one crashed yeah you had yeah. last let's time made that yeah. Yeah. successful no, landing that cannot analogy. be equated with a horrible crash yeah i give that analogy when people about negative journalism that you know we can't we're not reporting planes landing safely our job is to land report the one that crashed so i think that his logic was i'm open to seeing what he's saying that okay we had these periods of peace but it doesn't logically pan out uh, because 
we don't know if in those periods what was happening with those terrorists. Maybe right. they were and just inactive for other reasons. Also, Madhu, if you look at a longer term, uh, in Kashmir under UPA, the, it really went down violence. But now a new government and situation is back to 2007-06 period. Right. So even in Nagaland, Northeast, we have been swinging like this. We are going in circles. And so, we don't know if our government is at yeah, that point, point responsible. It yeah, could be other things East. happening in their lives. Other things, whether their funding has stopped or whether they have their own recruitment problems in the insurgencies. We don't know that. So you can't, no government can take credit for peaceful periods or violent or take the blame for violent. We don't know. That's a fairly good point. I mean, sorry, that's a very good point. Mm. Uh, because if you look at the IRA, uh, uh, you know, the whole struggle for the last, and in fact, correct me if I'm wrong, it lasted, probably it lasted more than any other Indian insurgency yeah. as well from 1916 onwards, you know, Ulster mm. and everything. They also had these periods, you know, where they would go, as Madhu is suggesting, for whatever reasons, uh, just completely silent for... Kishle, you, know, you were saying that we have to move points. on quickly. Yeah, mm. two quick points. I'm saying that, uh, you know, Northeast actually and Jammu and Kashmir and the Maoist area, but since we're talking about Manipur right now, really uh, tests the limits of Indian democracy, A, and it also tests newsroom and, the, you know, how, how intelligent newsrooms are because, you know, this, this we have been grappling with why this is uh, such appalling coverage of that area despite the fact that even from the time of Shekhar Gupta being there, I've been there... So many years, I mean, you know, 30 years that, that has spanned, a lot of people have uh, positioned, stationed ourselves there and covered, but it has not been covered with uh, the kind of... Yeah, with the kind no, of... No, particularly that Kashmir coverage. Kashmir coverage, if you're taking it from a stringer, as we've discussed before, he's going, to, he's suffering. He's been through it himself. He's lost relatives. He's So there's going to be a different kind of coverage. You, somebody actually who attempts at least to be neutral and objective has to be sent there to understand the situation and then cover it. Okay, uh, now let's move on to Dipanjana. Uh, we hey. are expecting two things from you, Dipanjana. One is, I don't know anything she's, she's about this. She's been very this. quiet over the last, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can say that into the mic, Madhu. No, no, no need. Okay. Moving on. Okay. What um, am I, I'm very worried. What do I have to say? So... <laughs> There's this one one things on the item on the agenda of today's discussion is Madonna's speech. And I know a lot of people on my uh, social media timeline were saying what an amazing speech and all. And it had to do with gender. So obviously I'm Punjabi, why the hell will I read it? So maybe you can tell me what it's about. Uh, I'm interested. What did you why think? Why it's such it? a big deal. And <laughs> also uh, Bengal, uh, big media has been accused of not covering what appears to be a communal riot there or is a it series just BJP of, versus... Uh, Okay, so let's go with the first, let's go Madonna. with Madonna. Why is it a big deal? What was the great of the speech she made? So Madonna was awarded Billboard Woman of the Year. And so she delivered an 11-minute speech okay. in which she said that, uh, in short, she said that it was a misogynist industry that she'd had to battle through and through. And that New York was a vicious, violent place that she had moved to. She had no backing. She's a self-made woman. And a lot of people, including women, did not support her. But uh, And she took on people like Camille Paglia. She mentioned that Prince was far more provocative and uh, strange in many ways, strangely sexual in his performances, his music, and no, nobody. She, she said he walked around in fishnet tights and heels, heels with and his lipstick butt hanging and out, nobody, and, his, and nobody and nobody said, said anything. anything. But everyone, uh, you know, used uh, had criticism for her being sexual in her persona as an artist. Uh, she also took on Camille Paglia, saying because Camille Paglia had said that. Uh, Madonna's 
not doing feminism any favors by putting herself up as a sex object. And uh, she said, uh, so Madonna said that uh, with great pride, I say that I'm a bad feminist. So uh, so that was the speech. Um, so would you say it was a major up one up for... for um, I think it was a major one up for Madonna. And not for feminism. It was I don't think agenda. it necessarily contributed that much to feminism per se, but uh, but it was good to hear her talk, and she she was very moving in the way she delivered it, and it was a really well written speech as well. So yeah. Okay, I'm going to say something provocative. Can I say something? So, yeah. yeah, go for it. Um, Camille Paglia's feminism is very complex, mm. so that's a whole separate issue. When I listen to Madonna's speech. I was listening to the whole thing and I said, what's the big deal? Who hasn't been through all this? Okay, so su- supposing, for example, Naresh Trihan stood up and gave a speech on, I arrived in America. I was one Indian in New York at a very same time that she talks about, at a very violent New York. Everybody we knew was mugged, including Naresh. We lived in a violent city. He... D- experienced huge discrimination as an Indian. He was working in a hospital that was uh, a Jewish Jewish bastion, very prejudiced. His particular department was run by uh, the head of the department, brilliant man, was a southerner. And the rest of the surgeons were all Texan southerners, Mm -hmm. extremely racist. So everything that she enumerated almost applied to anyone who has Any gone, outsider who's gone there. An outsider who goes into a strange situation and struggles his way out of it. Now to take it as like, you know, I'm so brave and I was such a victim and I clawed my way out of it. I don't see a lot of people making a big deal about it. You know, I, I, I found it just too much. I, I saw it and I said, so what? what's the big but deal? I'm just saying yeah, you're, you're now the queen of Papia. So like... So and, it all and worked the out sexuality fine, right? bit. Can no, I'm I just, just saying it, it all worked out. If you've become Nicole, the queen of pop. Can I just finish the sexuality hmm. bit? Her okay. thing about... But quickly, Mother, we have so yeah, many okay, subjects sorry. to discuss. Uh, the, se- the sexual thing where she, uh, where she says that she drops one mic, takes the other one and says that... I can't even say it. I'm not that uh, loose-mouthed as her. Huh. What she said about having her mic between her legs and all that. Okay. And how pleasurable it is. I find that gratuitous. I find this kind of uh, sexuality like a conventy kid or a priest trying to be naughty. I don't find that kind of sexuality either interesting or exciting. Or empowering. Or empowering. Mm. It's just it's just, uh, just simply like, look how, how open I can be. Now you guys try it. Listen, we, we can do it if we wanted to. I just feel that there's such a thing as diarrhea of the mouth. You should also learn that um, Americans, of course, you you know you know their life history between two floors in an, in an elevator from a stranger. Mm. Fact is, there's also a question of you have to know a certain amount of self-respect and dignity. That what's wrong in not laying it all out? And sexuality okay. is a private thing. So anyway, that okay. was a big deal. That that speech was a big deal. I I just think that I think uh, Madonna has always been about being provocative in different ways and to some extent I think Madhu this is the exact kind of reaction she was hoping for with that comment Josie what is I your I disagree I don't think she was hoping for that reaction mm. her reaction is more like either she hopes for shock I'm not shocked I'm just bored okay, there's the Josie, difference no, what, what I, is your, I, I, what's I, your favourite Madonna song mine's like do, a prayer I, when you call my name it's like I apparently just, I just, it's about a blowjob didn't you know that yep 
I didn't know that till someone I, told me. Talking of which, she did say if you vote for anyone who votes for Hillary Clinton, she mm. would actually uh, give oral sex to that person. But you asked Joseph for his comment and you didn't huh. wait for it. No, I was just yeah. coming thinking about the opening line where she talks about uh, in the 70s or 80s, people had to come up to her to abuse her or make sexual yeah. comments. Now it's so easy because the internet is there. Right. And, and so I, I, I thought that was an intelligent observation that she made. Uh, other than that, I, I don't know. Uh, she's obviously it. very smart. I don't think you get to the top without being yeah, smart. But I think the, the news point of this is that this is the most watched online content in the last one week. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. See, Kish, not only do you know so much about the Northeast, but also but, about Madonna. <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> okay, now, because Josie has to go off to office because apparently some journalists also work. I said, Josie, we don't sit for one hour like this. So, before you go, let's just give you the floor. One is um, your book, which is based on, although many of these questions have been answered in Anand's interview, it's based on intelligence reports, it's based on actual documentation. So when you get a notice like this from an airline, you think it's one of those like Donald Trump had once sent a notice to Bill Maher for which he was mocked. Uh, that is there any legal brain behind it or they just think that they can like push you around because they're so big? No, no, the Bombay High Court, when you file a case, uh, it is vetting, the, the lawyers who vet the document are also mentioned. So I can see that uh, Harish Salve is among the people who have vetted the document. That that you have used in your... No, the Jets, Jets uh, case. That which oh, Jets been... case. Case court documents have been vetted by I see, okay. application. So, which means it is very powerful, smart, legal brains behind it. Mm. But judging by, as you were saying, the anomalies in the document, I think they've actually vetted it, as in W-E-T-T. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think that um, uh, there is, the, in fact, my aviation is a very small, uh, one third of the book. The book actually begins in a Bihar village and it's outside Mugesh Ambani's house. There are very many more characters in the book. I see. Uh, Jet is only a chapter in the book. Hmm. Uh, but I'm happy that that is a case that I get to fight in the High Court because it's a case where I think that, uh, at least publicly, I won't have an opposition outside in the, in the public opinion making because everyone knows this case. There are people who, and, and, and the kind of documentation that I have, I'm, I'm not talking based on uh, intelligence documents, I'm talking based on official government documents signed by senior bureaucrats, by the intelligence bureau chief, by the civil aviation secretary, the minister, etc. So, I, it's, why do you think such cases don't become big that lead to resignations anymore? Madhu had actually had an observation about this in the last hafta that after Tahelka, no matter how big a story you broke, no one's going to resign. Is that the default no, setting? In, in others. Uh, this fellow had to resign, Ashok Chauvin. Hmm. I think there are these uh, uh, waves like this, you know, so closer to election, we'll see more action about resignation. No, it depends how imp how important that person is to the ruling party. That's true, that is true. No. So I was just telling Anand that, you know, the, the, the entire effort of the political class is to distort the narrative. So they will tell you that it's in 500,000 rupee notes that all the black money stored. Whereas, their own files show that it's not the case, right? Hmm. The black money stored in tax havens, in property, in land, etc. Right. So distorting the narrative is very crucial to them. Because as she says, you have to protect the people who are essential to you because you have become world's largest black money operation, whether it's BJP or the Congress. Okay, well, I have one more question. For a journalist who has been so combative, been, you know, has a case of 1,000 crore on you, you're kind of happy here. Yeah. You know, I'm used to seeing most journalists I meet are very Devdas type. I don't want to name them because some of them are friends, some of them are friends of friends. Each time I go on my social, I have Facebook, 
there is some sadawa message oh the world is so rotten oh this is so yaar if everything is rotten fucking fucking yeah. kill yourself yeah so journalists have this default setting that the world is rotten everything is horrible why are you so happy like what are you so thrilled about you may win you may win the case that's 1000 crore do you realize this? no no but he wouldn't get 1000 crore get 1000 crore if i get it we'll start a foundation <laughs> <laughs> you you can subscribe to news laundry that i will sponsor the their news laundry <laughs> no but madhu that's my word but, but if you win the money I'm going to give most of it to news laundry. That's secondary. Thank you, sir. But, But is it is it a thank profession? Thank you. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah. See, see, Josie, who I, I I'm really touched by that, Josie. First of all, that's amazing. Uh, but do you think the profession breeds cynicism and that leads to personalities of journalists no, getting no, to? No, no, no. I'll I'll tell you, cynicism is secondary. The first what journalism does to most journalists, and which is what the dangerous part is that it leads to overweening sense of self-importance. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So. liquor has actually killed killed lesser number of journalists in india it's self importance important there is skill more journalists as professionals mm. so most of the people around the city especially the reporting side are all one story wonders one story wonders such right? so one of the things that i try to do now that i'm being forced to speak that's why i'm speaking up uh. otherwise i keep quiet because if i do a story and if it has an impact the first thing i do meaning average reporter does is to go to the press club start drinking and then he becomes a hero of the story he becomes starting narrative the narrative begins with him he is not the fly on the wall anymore he becomes a hero of the story and then he is incapable of doing another story in the old days people used to write stories just to go to the press club and become heroes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the press club but That these is they do it at five star like you, yeah, what you are saying reminds me of shekhar gupta exactly like you know everything starts with you know i I had told the PM like I had. Have you noticed? I, I'm sure all journalists <laughs> have it, but he is the king of. भाई मैंने ही हाँ एक दिन मैंने चुटकी बजाई और प्रेस पैदा हो गई. Any. Josie is not going to say anything, but fine. That I see the thing is Josie. No, but I'm saying that. So what happens? Josie is by the way. Josie is in case. I mean, obviously, what you can only hear, you cannot see. Uh, post Abhinandan's comment, Josie's forefinger went up to his lips. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Josie? Josie is not sitting with us. <laughs> so, but no, I'm saying that. So, what, they begin with this sense of self-importance. Mm. So, once you have this sense of self-importance, that then their world is on his shoulders, yeah. and that you are the center of the story, then you have to lament and be pessimist, uh, pessimistic, and you have to you have to sound very great gravitas. And you have to always right? be the victim. You you have to play the victim. You have to condemn the world. But I am an extreme optimist. Mm. I'm an eternal optimist that I've committed most of the savings I had into writing a book over 10 years. Yeah. Right? And, and all I'm you fuckers listening fucking buy that book man. That's how you can it's called A Feast of Vultures. Tell me se puchiye. Okay please. Aap log mere pyare bhaiyo aur behno, uncle, auntie aur chunnu munnu ke mummy papa. Aap please Josie Joseph ki book kharidiye. Ek to aapko chakal aayegi. Theek hai? और दूसरा आप कुछ जर्नलिस्ट आप बहुत आपको अच्छी इससे बहुत Hmm. and uh, i don't need to show my importance to you or to her or to other colleagues i show my importance to the powers that i stand up to and and that i've been showing nice. consistently right yes. fact, if i if, hey, I, I, can, hey, if yeah. i can interrupt i think you know that the sense of self deprecation comes out 
quite frequently in Josie's book as well. I mean, he says, yeah. I, I wasn't good in anything, especially academic, so I joined journalism. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, right? Yeah, but you know, you know how it is. I didn't want to be an engineer. So, yeah. no, I'm saying that. So, the question is uh, now, in post the book and the case, and all, I'm, I'm being forced to speak up. Mm. So, I think when the, you know, it's like the anger of a patient man. So, when I speak up or when I sing. Second thing is a lot of people have been coming to me and asking me that uh, after the case, you know, sympathizing with me. Mm. Listen, we are so sad. Mm. I said, no, I'm not sad actually, you know. <laughs> uh, so th there is a chap who is a photographer who was following me doing a photo exhibition on me. In the sense, through me, he wanted to listen. So he was standing with me when the court documents came and I opened and I read it. And uh, I asked him later, I said, what happened to my face? He said, no, about 10, 15 seconds, you are probably slightly tense or thinking what to do. And then you start smiling. Mm. So I I have to be in that practice because uh, you know uh, it's it's it may be a court case that we are talking, mm. but you must understand every time I attempt a big story or anyone attempts a big story, there are all kinds of drama that goes behind. Yes. And if I start talking too much about the drama, then I lose the uh, the the steam for the next story. I can't then do the next story. So I deliberately ignore those things and I try to say that I'm the fly on the wall, right? Well, thank you, Mr. Josie Joseph. That was extremely nice. Great listening to you. We hope you get many more awards and your book shatters all records. And Chetan Bhagat also says, Kash mein Josie Joseph jitni books bech What is next on your plate? Uh, in terms of the case, we'll fight it out. In terms of writing, uh, you know, I've been parallelly doing some project. I think that I should be able to uh, significantly impact through a series of books that I'm going to either edit or write uh, the narrative about uh, free India, meaning... Uh, oh, I'm wow. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I... I, I never enjoyed history in school. Uh, maybe I had bad teachers or I was a bad student. <laughs> but now, after I started reading, you know, when I came out of college and came into profession, I, I spent a lot of time reading history and uh, I still can't tell you who in Mughal Empire came after whom and all that. But I read a lot of history. Who is Taimulain? So, you know, uh, uh, when I started the book, it was an academic project to do an academic book, you know, to challenge myself. So after two years of research in libraries and various places, I realized that I will end up writing a third-rate book in academics. And so I, I abandoned that. I shifted to doing the journalistic book that has come out. But in the process, I went to so many libraries and so many papers and archives and a lot of sources that I realized that even India's best of historians, and I'm not trying to run down anybody, mm. and the best of commentators have no clue about the wealth of information that is available out there. Mm. Maybe secret, maybe In the secret. research. Available out there in... Look at William Dalrymple, he's libraries. written all his books based on research in our That's libraries. It. That's right. And nobody so, else has done it. Mm. Yeah. So I have been uh, personally doing a project parallelly with uh, a couple of uh, historians in the sense, yeah, researchers. So I have uh, collected something like 30,000 documents. Wow. So I'm just looking at what to do with it. That's one of the things that I want to do. I'm, because I realize that uh, I'm not a good novelist or I don't want to write about Britain or world global. I don't have global ambitions. I think I'm a reporter for here and now. Uh. So I would want to write about India. Maybe <clears throat> if time permits, I would want to uh, edit a, or, or anger a series of investigative books on contemporary India going into institutions. Hopefully you can do that for that us. Would be awesome. You know, if we get the funding and people support us, you know. Or investigative hinting. television programs. Video programs. It should be platform neutral. But the fact is that look at healthcare. Hmm. Look at education. Look at any sector. And what is a journalistic skill that's available there to investigate and keep them under audit or check. Look uh -huh. at judiciary, right? 
So I I hope I can do that and we'll have the time and do space. Do you specs? I do useful reading. For reading, okay. Right. Can I, I also add here? You know, Mantu's question is quite pertinent because um, of little I know. Uh, you know, Josie would have an inexhaustible supply of stories because he belongs to almost, if I can say, is a you know a Freemason secretive club, yeah. which is, uh, if you don't mind my saying, so which is the Mallu Club in in, in Delhi. <laughs> the Mallu journalists. Yes, these guys the having no. If if you if you, if a fly moved about twenty kilometers away, uh, okay, from one wall one wall to the other. N K Jasu Sonip Pakhdi. Absolutely. Now, is that right or wrong? No, Mal- I, I think this country is actually layers of various parochial networks yeah. <laughs> at work. Right now, I hear about Uttaranjal network. Are there any you know, Punjabi? Are there any Punjabi journalists? <laughs> Sardars are very less. When they come in, they're very good. No, because I would assume the, there won't be any Punjabi. There is a tribune. Jo- Madhu, a, you must hmm. be one of the only Punjabi journalists. Are Punjabi no, are there Punjabi journalism. There's a tribune. A dhabak. Oh, but oh, well, Punjabi journalists are Tavleen. Uh, Barkha in Bengali, uh, meaning her fa- mother was, I think, hmm. Punjabi, hmm. father's Bengali. Um, Baki sab Punjabi. Sardana. But there's no. Taal thoke, extra strong, extra strong, bloody patiyala pack taal thoke. But you know, I'll tell you, Punjabis unfortunately do not function as a clique. Their Punjabiness only comes out at weddings and dinners. Yeah. And hanging around and drinking. It is not in their work. No, can I make a serious comment? Industry, they no. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, that cross talk, huh? You know, news laundry or whatever institutions like this are trying to do hmm. was first and the only time done in large scale was Tribune. A public trust set hmm. up and independently run till date. By Punjabis. Bruh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, we just like, don't forget, Indian Express, Ramnath going for the Marwari. No one would otherwise ex- agree that a Marwari could run a newspaper and a right. successful newspaper. Right, Jain's up uh, Marwari's apna Shobhna Bharatiya's yeah. no, Marwari. Oh all gosh, the sound suspicious. All owned all by Marwari's. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. just yeah. come up. <laughs> okay, Josie, thank, thank you so, so much. much. Pleasure. Thank we you. hope your book sells thank a million you. copies thank plus. And we look forward to your future uh, reports and books. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much, Josie. Thank you. Very nice. Okay, we'll move on. But before we move on, I'll read this one email. We're going to be reading actually four emails today. So the half time will be a little long because we have like seven panelists and so many emails. This email is from Gurkirat. So Gurkirat's mail says, Hi, my name is GK, Gurkirat. I'm a physician doing my critical care fellowship in the United States. I'm a hafta addict and like many, uh, sorry, addict. Addict and like many, I'm not able to complete my week without my dose of the hafta. Your debate regarding the late Chief Minister of Tamil Nadu, I must say, has been very informative. I must congratulate you guys for having an inclusive debate on the events after the cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest and its management is never easily understood to the layman, but I must say your team's attempt to simplify and read out emails from physicians shows your commitment to high-quality reporting and debating. Thank you. And of course, we yeah, have... Can I just add, I think until we disclosed the information in the emails, huh. before that, it's good that probably, you know... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Basically, you're, what you're not saying is, it's good that... That some doctor wrote an email. Yeah. Diagnosis, <laughs> <they> thought, <laughs> 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 uh, yes, I know what you mean. Now, coming to the criticism Indian health system. Medicine is an imperfect science which has been misrepresented by the consumers, to the consumers by corporate interests. There, unfortunately, are not many... Madhu just nodded sagely Gurkirath, so that's a good thing. Because um, we'll come to Dr. Trehan later. 
there unfortunately are not many answers for majority of serious medical conditions we face in the intensive medical units why does one push patient develop ards acute respiratory distress syndrome after getting a pneumonia while other patients recovers with a short hospital stay no one knows yes we have some theories and we sh- sound smart by quoting studies and journals but how much of that translates to real actionable and implementable interventions we do not know Many of such unknown unknowns most likely are related to one's genetic makeup and we will for sure have more answers in the next 50 years. Anand, you're doing something on that, on genetics? Yeah, no, absolutely. She's right, absolutely. So, in fact, one of the really uh, powerful new upcoming areas is personalized medicine. Okay. So what you do is, I mean, in the, in the next four or five years, uh, for $100, dollars, you'll be able to sequence your complete genome and you would know What any, diseases you might get and might not. Not only that, that, you know, what drugs are more applicable to you, you know, you're nice. That's already there. Sorry? What drugs are applicable to you is already there. Not really. I mean, you know, you... He says, yeah, you can, like, You, you would know what genes... It's like Rohit Bal yeah. making no, a difference. Genetically, you mean? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, then, then Gurkira goes on to say, but the important question is, what can we do to prevent all this? Now, I'm a critical care specialist by training and interest, but I'm, hu- I'm humble enough to say that the real challenge is implementing simple preventable conditions to prevent complications in the long run. Yearly physical exams, screening for cancers by getting pap smears, mammograms and colonoscopies, routine labs to check for cholesterol and blood sugar levels are some of the preventable measures which can save people from chronic diseases which lead to heart attacks, strokes, etc. We have reached the moon when it comes to surgeries and transplants and ECMO but have failed to realize how to prevent chronic conditions like hypertension and diabetes. This is especially true for India. May I just digress for two minutes? You're so right, Gurkira, what you were saying. Here in the US, prim- primary preventive medicine has led to decreases in chronic conditions in the past 50 years. Obesity management, screening for cancer and chronic condition management have saved tons of lives. Premiums for medical insurance are low for people who are non-smokers and have good cholesterol control in the US. This gives people incentives to get annual physical checkups and stuff. So he says, I hope in the future we can have an NL health podcast where we talk about these important preventive measures and have the NL family move towards a healthy lifestyle for a start. Again, I love your hafta. Special mention. One thing in context to this I want to bring up, which was in today's front page of Indian Express, hmm. which is about the high cost of um, medical um, stents and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's come down today, the paper said. Well, you see, the government is putting a, a cap on it, which is a good thing, but you see what is happening that uh, what has been discovered is that, the, say, the stents cost a certain amount. The uh, hospitals are forced to buy it at a much, much higher uh, amount, and then they charge the patients. Forced by who? Blue. I'm just coming to that. There are middlemen who are completely unnecessary to the process, who make a huge commission and a cut. There is no reason for middlemen to exist between the companies and the hospitals. It's like a defense deal. It's, It's like, like a, a defense, defense deal, deal, right? And they refuse to be eliminated. And all and certain hospitals who have been trying to eliminate the middlemen so that the cost of the stents can be lower to the patient as well as to the hospital. It's a huge mafiosi struggle to get rid of them. And we should do that story, but then you'll be accused of conflict of interest, but we should do it yeah, nevertheless. Yeah, and also in terms of, for example, commissions, say for knee replacements, hip replacement things, hmm. uh, it is actually illegal. It's illegal for to take commission for doctors. Same thing, just like defense deals. Illegal yeah. car, like doctors are not supposed to take commissions, or they so they'll get a relative to take the commission, become the agent, say if you're a... Uh, an orthopedic surgeon you'll get a relative to become an agent who will take the commissions and you will buy those uh, rip, uh, uh, parts 
from that company. So it is all the biggest mafiosi controlled thing and who's suffering the most? The patient. patient. And, this and the government is not addressing this com- this person who takes the commission. Mathu, in India, demonetization, I was shocked to see today. Um, was it the Prime Minister who said that it's the rich, who was saying that the rich have got hit by the demonetization? I don't know any rich person who got hit. In fact, even the Punjabi businessmen who I know, they have all and can you explain those mountains so, of cash of new currency that have been found? How did they do it with the banks? Okay, fine. But that amount, how? Yeah, that's and, the, and are there enough rich people? Anyway, Gurkira, thank you for your email. We'll just move on to the next subject before we check out our other mails. Uh, coming back to you, Manisha, now why don't you tell us West Bengal in Dhulagar in Howrah, there were clashes over religious procession. Now, was this a communal clash? Apparently, when journalists went later to cover it, they were beaten up. Is that right, Deepanjana? Yeah, yeah. Just tell us about that. So, what happened was, I think, last Friday on the 16th, it started... We do, We know very little about it, presumably because uh, the media has not been allowed to report there or go there. But yesterday, I read a report which said that... Uh, has not been allowed are, by whom? Amta Deep. Yeah. The West Bengal government in Dhulagar and Howrah. It's, it's happening in... It happened in Dhulagar and Howrah. And after the communal clashes, the first instance, there's been a sort of a ban on journalists to go there and report. I don't know how that's being implemented. Oh, I don't know if there are guards that are stopping. It's oh, a couple it's of hours. So what happened on the 16th was, according to the Indian Express report, there were there was a Friday procession to mark Prophet Muhammad's birthday, which was anniversary, which was birth anniversary, which was attacked by Hindus, presumably. After that, there was a backlash where then the Muslims attacked some temple structures and Hindu homes. They didn't attack. They they didn't allow the procession to... They didn't uh, allow the procession. What the Express report says, it was an attack on a procession held to mark Prophet Muhammad's birth anniversary. After that, I've seen a lot of pieces in Swarajya, which is basically blatant appeasement of Muslims is emboldening them and causing heartburn among Hindus. The sort of stuff we don't want to read right now. But... uh, there has been very little coverage and that's possibly a i a because possibly there's no media that's being allowed but also there have been no deaths so if it doesn't the, bleed it the, doesn't the, another thing i don't know yeah, so, 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 be so. able to give another perspective but my thing was uh, we i mean i covered it in um, last last month so what happened was it started with muharram so this time muharram and uh, the bijaya dashami was on the same day so that is when the clash started mm. Howrah, as the local journalists say, has become like the laboratory for both RSS, BJP and Mamta mm-hmm. to try out their polarizing experiments there. And so this yeah. has been going on. What it does, it also busts a myth. I mean, you know, the Bengalis have been have, have been perpetrating a lot of myths. One amongst them is that, you know, that Bengal does not have communal... That it's, uh, it's peaceful. Yeah, it's peaceful community. Everything else is a problem. We have political violence, we don't have communal violence. That's far from the truth. There is enough communal tension. Now or historically? I think historically there but is some merit to it. I mean, also, yeah. far be it from me that to, to say something nice about bongs. <laughs> but on this, I will have to say that is kind of true. I mean, historically, that it wasn't the place which saw it was it wasn't like a well, Punjab. No, no, but hang on. Historically, 1946 direct action. Yeah, I mean, the great Calcutta, Calcutta killings right, happened. Yeah. Great Calcutta yeah. killings. Anandmat being uh, Vande Mataram, the song being taken on as a sort that, of right-wing I mean, b- before, mantra. Yeah, before that whole, uh, even, you know, Bapu went and fasted there and stuff. No, I'm talking about post-independence. post-independence. Okay, here's the thing, right? The point is that it's not like there isn't communal divide, right? But there has been a significant sections of society that have not been 
as polarized as they are in North India. That's essentially the difference. Also, the certain kind of lang- the language factor has been very strong in Bengal. So Bangladesh, the region that is uh, that was called East Bengal and is now Bangladesh, which was Muslim majority then and now, obviously, um, the ties there both cultural and linguistic, were very important. You also did hear of far more inter-religious, by which I mean mostly Hindu-Muslim marriages, because of that cultural unity. And so there wasn't the same kind of polarizing that you saw in North but India. There was in some but way. to say that there was no animosity between religions at all, no, because there's politics. It's as simple as that. Okay, now I have and a in question. this case, I believe like Muslim mobs went on a rampage and so, which is why there's an accusation that the media is not picking it up because in this case it's yeah, the Muslim but, mobs but there's, are, a, the but there's against, really no clarity the accusation Don't is actually against Mamta Banerjee Mamta mm. Banerjee has been accused of um, not appeasing, appeasing to yes. these appeasing to the mobs mobs so this is the accusation of uh, appeasing the Muslim minority has long been associated with the governments in power in this case there are only two that we can speak of right. obviously TMC and the left before the reason being that the prevalent notion, and for this there isn't actually, I don't think there's data to support this, Kishala, maybe you know. The reason why there has been so much anxiety is because people have, oppositions have usually said that Bangladeshi Muslims are being brought in, because it's a you know porous right. border, being brought in to vote for the party. Now, to keep these people, you appease the Muslims. And so that you stay in power, you have a minority vote in your power. Now, whether these are actually things are actually being done or not, I don't know. But that has led to a con- and in recent, like in the last couple of years, there has been a lot of talk about um, both BJP as well as RSS cadres working in West Bengal. They haven't had traditionally had a huge presence there, but for instance, uh, recently when the flyover collapsed in Calcutta. Uh, RSS people were there helping those who had been trapped. They had, uh, I'd heard from a lot of people in Calcutta that, you know, the first responders were the RSS guys. Um, Which is believable in a lot of places. Absolutely believable. And there's no reason to disbelieve that they did good, uh, by the way. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to say is that there is a greater presence than there has been in the past. Now, while they may well be doing... Uh, some good things. I'm pretty certain they're not doing the other stuff that is part of the RSS program. Yeah, yeah my question was... Uh, the, the, the media not covering it. No, that, I'll, yeah, actually, that too. Okay, why don't you answer that first? Uh, okay, here up the panel. Uh, Anand, let's start with you. Do you think, had such a riot taken place anywhere else and the chief minister didn't allow the media any access, um, has Mamta got away fairly lightly? Others would have been attacked way more you know, aggressively by, by the media. I think so. Definitely. I, I, I think so. And <clears throat> I, I think it's not not about Mamta anymore. I mean, I, I don't think that there is this uh, special love for uh, Mamata Banerjee or any other chief minister. I think it's to do with a fact of uh, unbiased reporting of events that take place. Now, I mean, I've, I've shown previously that, you know, you had, you had the, the beef uh, incident and, uh, you know, before that, we had the church under attack thing. And then you had Malda and you had... So the past street rape case. Right. So, I mean... Yeah, that was a big one. That was a big you know, one. I mean, the, the whole point is, it is not that these events haven't happened. You know, they have throughout. And this is why I keep saying these events happen. And for some reason or the other, um, uh, 
you know, some of these events are picked up preferentially over the other events. Now, when that happens, and one can Achai, debate event, whether it is natural. So an event getting picked up is one thing. I'm talking about a chief minister not allowing the journalist to get there. See, that personal bias has come in. That's a different thing altogether. I'm saying you have a place where there's a riot or a potential riot. We don't know, you know, what. And the chief minister, for sure. chief minister doesn't allow, or, or the forces of the chief minister don't allow journalists to get there. Like, f- the personal bias of the journalist will only come once he gets there, na? I believe that might, I, I don't think Mamta is alone in that. I mean, I remember this, it's happened probably, uh, I don't know about access to journalists, but uh, Anandi Ben has certainly, uh, you know, uh, disconnected the internet for three days. You remember there was yeah. a Gujarat yeah. trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Uttarakhand it happened as well. So you think so, that's consistent across states? Yeah, I think they, you know. I actually, I mean, I... Recently consistent. I, Hmm. I okay. also feel it's got something to do with Delhi bureaus where bosses aren't pushing reporters back in Calcutta and West Bengal because they're simply, they, Delhi isn't that interested. I think Delhi gets excited with riots and mobs when it's the cow belt. Yes, but I don't, think, I don't so think the fault is only with the Delhi bureaus, by the way, because uh, what we do know from uh, someone that uh, Kishala spoke to, uh, who is uh, who is a reporter with a newspaper? No, with a Bengali no, with a, channel. With a Bengali channel. So this is this we're going is, to be carrying a report on this. Yeah. Uh, yes, huh. we will be doing. Um, so this person can't speak out because obviously they want to hold on to their jobs. Uh, but they were saying how they have been. So he's written this as well, and you'll see this piece in, 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 hopefully by the time um, the podcast is up. That uh, communal clashes are regular at this point of time in this area. It's been happening for the last two years. He, as a reporter, has been telling his uh, commissioning editors and his editors that this is happening. They haven't paid attention to it. Why? He's saying that they are just not paying attention to it and he's leaving it at that. He's not providing but an is answer Is it what Manisha is saying? It's not the cow belt. It is. Because I also think that no, if your editor no, but I think get the story, no, no matter what chief minister does what, this reporter will go get the story. No, but I what I'm saying is that the Bengali uh, channels or the newspapers, you see earlier, say in Tamil Nadu, what happens is that you have a Karunanidhi-backed channel and you have a Jailalitha-backed yeah. channel. So you had highest uh. reporting, but you had both sides. Right. In Bengal, what happens is that almost everybody... Now, ABP was uh, anti-Mamta or was mm. kind of thing, but they've also kind of become a lot of Everyone's back to us. So, so, so you have 100% media which is like and not don't reporting against that Mamta, al- Mamta. Is that a very wrong thing to chalo bhai? No, but because the West Bengal government has gone after Telegraph and the ABP group and you've seen that in how it's impacted the paper in terms of ads, their financials, there's so much rumor about, you know, Which 40%. Which is why you should not depend on government ads and corporate ads because when the public pays, the public is served and when corporations pay, corporations are served. So you don't have any one patron, whether it is Mamta, whether it is Modi, whether it is Ahmadmi Party's ads, whether it is Ambani Bhai, Mukesh Bhai, Salam Saab. So the state of journalism is getting from bad to worse. Walls are going up. And then we came along. (laughs) So, you know, and... But here's one thing, just related to the patronage problem, um, is the fact that a lot of the... uh, This sort of violence, particularly when property looting and stuff like that is happening, like there have been houses that have been set ablaze and stuff like that, there's, uh, there's what is you know, known as the lumpen elements. Mm. There are the gundas that are hired to go out there. Now, these are the same people who were doing it for the left are the ones who are doing it for TMC. It's like cops, yeah. Essentially. So, the rumor now uh, is that, so in the last 
couple of days, nobody has been allowed into that area, not politicians. Both BJP and Congress have tried to access that area. They've been told to stay out. Uh, journalists have been beaten up because the residents have been like, you didn't write about us before. Now you've come. I'll show ah, you. Dekha <laughs> and <laughs> if you thought Bengalis cannot beat people up, No, no, of course can. Bengalis can beat people up. One sec. This, okay, I may be pissing off a lot of Bengalis here, but guys, still please subscribe because we have Kishle, <laughs> Heavy, Dipanda. I'm just saying... And I, I, and I like to consider myself as a yeah you're a bong lover like yeah. Gulzar why would you want to consider yourself for Bengali you're not I one like right Bengali, yeah. <laughs> and he loves and he has but this I thing about Bengali the language I'll, and yeah. Bishon, 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 Bishon. I would love to have the key of key to my, my view of Bengali is I'll give you the key to Bengali <laughs> they're extremely aggressive and don't hesitate in picking a fight when there are about 100 of them and one of the other of course I mean, so it's like, like for example, like Jatwoodi, Jatwoodi will fight if there are like five of them, and they're no, like Punjabi. If he's one against, that's when his blood gets up. No, but you know, when uh, we were, that's uh, when it we becomes we interesting. Were, well, you say Sardar, one Sardar is equivalent to Savalak. Uh, yeah, no, but even in even in terms of statistics, Please. Bengal actually has uh, the highest rate of political violence. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, I think this is a stereotype that Bengalis don't fight yeah. or whatever. Bengal, Bengal There's a lot of bloodshed violence, violence high, and, and really brutal sort very brutal. in Bengal. You know yeah, that yeah. whole thing Maoist of hacking people, mm. hacking people, hacking people, hacking people's arms, political violence uh, of the sort where, you know, you were killing people. Yeah, unheard of in other places. In yeah, time it was kind of standard in Maybe we should have a longer discussion. I still, I mean, I'm just going by... You know, when you travel... You, Don't you judge are, us by our poetry, Abhinandan. I mean, <laughs> e e even the fact that uh, during the... In the 70s, when Siddharth Sankar Rai, you know, started... Stage encounter started in Bengal. And just yeah. think that of how okay, he does the nakshals. Okay, but I'm just saying, I have first-hand seen or experienced violence in every other community or state. In Bengal, never, except when there was a football match here in Chitranjan Park. It was a Reebok-sponsored tournament. So, seven aside... So we had also entered a team. And so the Chitranjan Park local team was whatever. The Das Da and De Da and De Do Da Jovi Tha. I'm not mocking. The Ghosh Busters. The Ghosh Busters. And they put Bichari. They love the Bengalis. They defense colony. They put Afghan. You know the refugee were defense. They put a team in the They also entered the tournament. And they were pretty good. So the Chitranjan Park team was kicking everyone's ass happily. And they were like, yeah, they So the Afghan team came and they scored two goals. And it was clear that the Chitranjan Park team were going to get creamed by these Afghani boys. So suddenly there was a slight scuffle on the ground. And the Afghani guys must have got eight guys to watch it with them because why are those? There were about five million and a half watching from Chitranjan Park. The moment this Afghan guy pushed that guy back, suddenly it was like a swarm taking over this thing and they chased them all the way to IIT. Hey. And, they, huh, and they won the boys. tournament. I'm just saying <laughs> that those are the odds. <laughs> so here's the thing. When it matters to us, like with food and or football, football. Or football right. and uh, Marxism, the way we or, understand or, it. Since she mentions food and football, the you know the symbol logo of Mohan Bagan and East Bengal, do you know what? What? The Hilsa and the Prawn. This is, is true. That right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, nice. um, but here's the thing. Fight, the fact food, is, <laughs> uh, the fact is from the little that we do know, Things are really bad over there. Things are very, very bad. Like uh, this guy has uh, spoken about how there are houses aflame and there are people weeping and no one's able to help them because they also can't get out of that area. They're now being cordoned off. Um, I 
That's pretty dire, man. Uh, you might actually want to snip this, but I'm just going to keep it for our conversation. He's also said things like, you know, bombs are exploding, women are crying. So it's a bit like, uh, a sh- you know, Schindler's List set in uh, Dholagad. Leave it but, in. Um, but even if you take in uh, Bengali exaggeration, it's still pretty bad. And if I can just add, maybe you... Why take it out? It should be in. Use for the first time this phrase, which I've been enchanted by lately, called post-truth. Uh, yeah. I didn't know a lot yeah, what that means, words. but I want to use it. Yeah. So in this <laughs> in this context, what Abhinandan has said, I think the post-truth scenario is that, uh, you know, you would have reports. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, if there is a, uh, if there's a Muslim mob, you'll probably get two reports. If there's a Hindu mob, you'll get 10 reports, but you would still get reports. It is what happens after the report, which is post-truth yeah. scenario, where a news simply explodes and gets into our conscience for the next one month, right. you know. That is very disturbingly ideologically based. And I think that that has to be prevented. Or I don't know how but to combat that's that. That's what's happening with demonetization. It's mm. post-truth right now. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to uh, read two quick emails and then we'll get back to the discussion. Uh, this mail is from Do Not Reveal My Name. Okay. Yeah, we're getting a lot of emails where Why people not? Don't... Why do people want to hide? Okay. I think I... Because I think I know who is this person name is. Is his name No, it's not Taimur. Um, I think it's because some of them are from the army and they don't want ah, to... Okay. But I think some of them is also because, you know, when I was younger, um, and like, I'm not a journalist, but people say, you know, they make it all about themselves. I was always the guy, you know, if I had any friend, especially lady friend, don't drop me home, just drop me to that block. I'll I'll walk back. Because no one wanted to be seen to be friendly with me. <laughs> so I think all these people don't want to say, how we like but news but laundry. Ladka, check company crap. <laughs> So, bhai, so but you said lady ko, friends, not girlfriends. Ha, not girlfriends. Go girlfriend or mother. But koi bhi dost to, ha, just wahan tak chhod do. I'll go back. Or don't come to the colony. Don't come to my house. Come there. I'll meet you there. <laughs> so no one want to be seen with me. So anyway, so I think that's the story. Who would want to be seen with you wearing a Boeing sweatshirt? Dear News Laundry team, may I please <laughs> request you not to reveal my identity in bold? Okay, I won't. If and when you read this or publish this mail, thank you. I have been a regular Haftalista since January when you did the episode about the superintendent of police who visited Peer Baba Ka Mazar at the Bindar on New Year's Eve with a jeweler and a cook. <laughs> that, that's so well described. Chalo, let, given the Punjab case, mm-hmm. that guy yaar, who was... Let, let me begin. I'm a proud subscriber. I say proud because I want to tell all the Mufat Khors oh, that, NL Hafta, <laughs> that NL Hafta sounds even better when you've joined the team as a subscriber. Your news model has a certain team feeling that it gives How subscribers sweet. and I thought I'd put this out there. Thank you, O Unnamed One. Uh, but I really appreciate this uh, sentiment. Anamika. Anamika. Anamik. Anamik. I have been meaning to write to you guys for a while but never really got around doing it. I think you people make an amazing team and each of you brings something unique to the table. Thank you. Let me start with Manisha. I think you come across as very well-informed journalist and yet a very r- relatable person. She gives a very mature perspective, although she's the youngest. Doesn't say much about us, Madhu. I know. Five day tali. Oh, God. <laughs> so, can I just say identity? But I know this has to be a woman. Because, yeah, because praise for Manisha is, you know, equally divided between... No, you can easily be, find I think out. a man would appreciate yeah, Manisha uh, it's, more. Because uh, I've seen the name <laughs> of the guy. Have you seen her so. pout in the laddu khana wala It's not a pout. I was no, smiling she, fully Have you man. seen her, her pout in the Modi photo? <laughs> <laughs> like that? Modi ji, if RSS training, you don't have to do it. I've never seen anyone... I've never seen anyone <laughs> follow my instructions. You'll just get attacked at your office. I can get attacked all the time, yeah. We're going to attack you. Anyway, she gives very mature perspective to every discussion she participates in. She's a total foggy kid. 
the nee. use of the term rogered in nl hafta 98 wow. how really perceptive wow. wow madhu i feel a little uncomfortable addressing her by her first name simply Are because of her stature madhu stature madhu is looking up at the ceiling <laughs> with her in depth my eyes with her in depth knowledge of everything that has happened over the past few decades she brings history to life in the way she narrates incidents her recollection of her interaction with people over the years truly adds life to the podcast thank you ma'am you are amazing in bold underlined thank you especially like the way you are the authority in in which commas oh, on no. all things medical just like how air force fighters pilots kids i want myself behave as though they've designed the planes the air force bought <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good analogy <laughs> i have to admit i had no idea who dr trehan was till i started listening to nl hafta as for mrs trehan however i happen to have grown up in dehradun watching news track on vhs cassettes which my grandfather a retired army officer sardar ji burra was a subscriber I can still recall the music that used to play while the reel would run in the operating. Wow, my Aww. that's so nostalgic. Even I remember that. Even I'm from Dehradun, by the way. Yeah, even I'm from Dehradun. Really, Dehradun. I stayed in Dehradun for some time. We had a house. I visited. So we had a house. I stayed in Dehradun. The Panchina visited. I visited. Okay, okay. You want to come in? I went once. You went once. Okay, so everyone's from Dehradun. The Panchina comes comes across as such an interesting person, such in italics and bold. I love the awful and awesome podcast as Aww. well and I hope they Thank continue you. doing amazing episodes. All of you out there please listen to awful and awesome because it's an awful I mean it's an awesome <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sorry. It's an awesome I, podcast. That honestly, was not a Freudian slip. It no, was it not. Was, it was and and I just love the uh, gyan that I get from it and now you've started basing what I'm going to watch. I wait for that podcast and I say now if this gives it a good review I'll watch it otherwise I wasted too much time on too many shitty films going by other reviews. I love the offline awesome and I hope they can do amazing episodes I especially enjoy the one where Mr Bhagat talked to her and Rajshree in October among others but can I just say here you know you you kind of blundered in a bit there because uh, in, I, in the in the, old, the olden days uh, uh, awful uh, was supposed to be good it's like awful or like awesome. awesome yeah full oh. of all yeah the queen would look at a building and say oh my god it is awful no she meant it No. <laughs> no, I I said so, the royal family no, here I'm actually got rio ki sach bata rahe hain. Kis pata hai? Kyunki ye main bol dunga ha ye fir main ja ke use karunga logon ne kuya gada hai aur fir ye hasega main jaan to pehle bhi kar chuka hai. So so bolegi ha main look no you looking awful. And all of the work buddy. Buddy did you score? Maine kaha saale. Yeah, score she slapped me. Dr Ranganathan is great I love his references to pieces that he's written <laughs> <laughs> Talking of which <laughs> his scientific take on most issues is very interesting very italics bold thank you I have just one small complaint bold I feel he went just a little too far with his vocal criticism of mother teresa I absolutely agree that the miracle that the beam of light coming out of a locket is a load of he has written bullshit he's written b and t with stars on the middle so he's a very polite person I feel a work for the poor could have been recognized as position she's dead and can't defend herself. I may be wrong but this is my opinion. I found Ranga sir's flagging of the head of fetus plus cesarean delivery equal superhuman race concept really cool. I hope he continues to irritate Abhinandan on and off. It keeps the show very lively. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Abhinand- I think actually Anandan Madhu's uh contest on that one is one of the most interesting uh article debates that we've yeah, had that on very nice laundry. I was I forgot to tell you that. And your the article that you wrote your, your rebuttal uh, to rebuttal yeah. to ah, anand's okay. c section mm-hmm. i think it's been one of the i mean with everyone talking demonetization everywhere we finally had oh, something that was going to be the grace was we have finished there's also the truth subject left yeah i mean it's very nice 
Okay, I will not talk about. I will not read out the para about myself, lest I sound like oh, Shekhar Gupta. Oh come now! No, but read it, read it. No, no, it's too. It, it's longish. But I mean, synopsis, they they. Basically, he wishes me all the energy in the world. He really likes me. He thinks I'm very professional. <laughs> anyway, thanks, With bro. With a Boeing T-shirt. I have a lot to tell you guys, but I'll keep it short. I just have one recommendation. Whenever you have guests who aren't speaking in English, for example, Ravish, may I recommend a voiceover version of the episodes where you could dim his or her voice and have an English voiceover? You know, actually, oh nameless one. Uh, someone else also suggested that they really wanted to hear what he had to say, but they didn't speak English. Uh, they don't speak Hindi, so we will actually do that. That requires a lot more money because then dubbing, shoving, uh, more time. But we will start doing these things. There are lots of things we're going to start doing. And in closing, may I add that, like a good Indian, I can't wait for your paywall to come up and everything good to get hidden behind it. Now that I'm a subscriber, please don't listen to anyone who suggests shortening the length of NL Hafta episode. God bless you guys. Keep up the good work. Regards. Please don't reveal Great, my thank identity. You. Thank well, you. Thank you. Very nice. Subbing. Dubbing, subbing. <laughs> dubbing, subbing. <laughs> but thank you so much for that email. Uh, really appreciate that. Now, so you know, if I can take thirty seconds of your time, please. Because I mean, I'm yes, I'm. I admit, I'm not a fan of Mother Teresa. Huh. But there was one thing that she said. I mean, you know, somebody quoted her. It really struck me as absolutely wonderful. You know, so deep, which was that somebody asked her, Mother. Uh, you know, there are many people who are genuinely needy, and then you help them. There are many who are very rich, but they still say, you know, I don't have this. I am needy. So, and mother said, well, if they say that I don't have this, I am needy, that means that they are needy. And it took me about ten seconds to realize that, you know. That's a very profound. If a person actually yeah. has, might be a billionaire, if the person says, I'm not needy. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm in need. need. Actually, need. he is. He could be greedy also. But needy, <laughs> nevertheless. But he could be greedy and needy. <laughs> I like it. Okay. It really goes with me. Like he could just be moving on boss. from from a <laughs> deep <laughs> philosophical observation to okay. Uh, of I just like to uh, discuss two more things before I read uh, one more mail. Uh, one of the things I would quickly like to go Amir Khan. We'll discuss demonetization. So there have been 59 changes in 42. I think it's 61 changes now. 59 changes. 60th was the change on the 59th change. So there's 60 changes in 42 <laughs> the demonetization. I think um one thing that the premium still hasn't learned is that a lot of people have suffered poor people have suffered and by today his banaras speech where he says those who are opposing it are behaving like pakistanis or who are you know he hasn't said it directly but that's the parallel he's drawn you know in that slimy sidey way that he does well, but it but he said something that pakistani ki tarah they are uh, no he didn't say tarah that's the thing he had a metaphor I just had a, had a okay. uh, planned open discussion with Sambit Patra there. I don't know if you've seen the footage. No. A uh, a meeting, a, a, like a a telecast yeah. for about calling the people of Banaras. They were sitting in the audience, and there was Sambit like a Patra. town hall type. Yeah, town hall to discuss demonetization. Yeah. And basically, before they just about as they started, the crowd went berserk. started anti saying anti modi slogans sambit patra was trying to calm them down they started throwing chairs all over the place oh dear so that was televised maybe they're just saying three chairs for modi now i would have spun it like that they're yeah, so excited yeah but when you <laughs> listen to it and watch it it's not and features. and the thing is that this was happening in his constituency in banaras with an ordinary discussion having turned volatile I think the message should be received. I mean, I really don't know why he would say something like that. He could have said a lot of things in that speech, but that is one of the things that he should just not have said. Indeed. And and is very alienating. And I just have, how is he saying that the rich are uh, affected? They're fucking not affected. Like, which world is he living in, Modi? I mean, all this. How many here have seen a poor, uh, rich person standing in line? I'm just asking. 
has anyone uh no define rich upper middle class royalty rahul gandhi or, no anyone who anyone let's say who makes more than let's say 20 lakhs or 24 lakhs a year hasn't happened yeah obviously no i, I don't think anyone i mean so anyway it's really sad so and on that note i just so akishla you have any interest in dm yeah, yeah, this is bit of a cliche but uh, you know the other day i went for a friends bharatnatyam uh, performance hmm. and uh, some people sitting behind me obviously not interested in the dance recital but they had something must have been punjabis they are drinking kab denge yaar so so i'm doing the english i can't do the punjabi they just speak in punjabi <laughs> try try sambit patel did <laughs> I, i will fail but what they said they must be already already uh, proliferating in the social media they said that you know nazbandi had uh, you know brought that government down and now note bandi is going to take this sir. government down i think this is really? yeah nazbandi was you know Manisha, you were saying? Yeah, I was just saying on Modi's speech. Just a slight uh, correction. It, he didn't really say that people who are opposing do, uh, demonetization are Pakistanis. What he was trying to say was the opposition that has stalled Parliament is coming to the rescue of corrupt, like Pakistan comes to the rescue of terrorists. So, so it's that's like sort a metaphor. Of, yeah, I mean, not exactly basically calling us Pakistan. Pakistan in here. Yeah, okay. basically, just so basically Pakistan is misreporting also. also Pakistan. Yeah, but yeah, but actually, it's this a report. Yeah, but it, but the actually, I think it's also no, because you, what you're saying is completely different from what was reported. But I think what they do is because when they put out the headlines in tweet form. Hmm. The tweet has so you know, uh, as he's giving hmm. a speech, all these news start giving tweet forms. So he says, no, but you see, it's led to a lot of things because, like for example, that Ajtak footage of Banars, Banarsi's throwing yeah. their yeah. uh, chairs around and everything. They said, the question is, are these Pakistanis? That was okay, right? So yeah, yeah. I think also trying to report through Twitter kind of <clears> makes <throat> the news channels oversimplify what. Is yeah, the, the tweets. Some like, of the tweets I saw on news channel. Like I think Economic Times tweet was sort of misleading. It meant to convey that. That's what I'm saying. What Manisha is correcting is important, right? Because that kind of misrepresentation of what was actually Modi said. said is not right. I mean, you should say it the way he said it. It's not accurate, but it's what Modi said wasn't right either. That, that, on this, that, that, uh, yeah. okay. Now I have one more thing. Sorry, Amir Khan said the matter is a good thing for the country, and uh, you know I wasn't affected. I wasn't affected so I don't see you know what the big effect is you know for the longest time I have actually found Amir real fraud character and people say oh he's so with the conscience and ye too tanti I I won't say I'm sure he has a lot of good qualities also and sometimes he's been you know vocal about stuff that he, but by and large when rang rang de basanti happened you know he came to meda phatkar so I mean for me that was just so rehearsed it was just so obvious when बेसिकली जहाँ की हवा है ना वहाँ चलो फिल्म बेचनी है चलो बेचते हैं अभी इस टाइम ही हैड नथिंग टू देर इज कॉमेंटिंग ऑन डिमोनिटाइजेशन इज नॉट रेलिवेंट राइट नाउ यू नो आफ्टर व्हाट ही सेड लास्ट टाइम ही सो केयरफुल आई विल नॉट से एंड हिस्टोरिकली आई बिलीव इज सपोर्ट टू मेधा पाटकर फिल्म आई बिलीव इज कॉमेंट ऑन डिमोनिटाइजेशन राइट नाउ टू मेक श्योर दंगल इज अट आई थिंक एवरी एक्ट ऑफ हिज इज अ रिहर्सड एक्ट सो देर आर नो बॉलीवुड superstars or stars even who come out when they don't have a film to sell one they they're not except uh, anupam kher this is why i said superstars or stars <laughs> um, ouch but uh, yeah so they don't come out unless they have a film to sell he has always i think the reason why amir khan has had the um, reputation of being socially more conscious is that instead of coming out and uh, doing like three more pepsi ads or uh, b- doing like a i here i here i am in a velvet suit kind of a delhi times or bombay times splash he's come out and 
yes stood in a medha patkar uh, right. protest so the fact that he's chosen these avenues rather than Embedded flimsier basically. ones hmm. that's what's given him the thing but yes Clever. of course he's selling his movie through and through yeah but you know there's another aspect to this which i find very disturbing and i think that hopefully you know we, sh- we should do a piece on that hmm. which is that uh, who's <coughs> we don't look at me you um <laughs> 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 uh, which is that uh, when all these guys who've been traditionally taken as anti modi anti bjp when they make a comment which is pro the government people seem to suggest rather than you know accusing them of not standing up not having the guts to stand up saying ki boss ye to kidnap wala pose hai ye hijack kar liya hai isko i remember when karan johar you know said something people said oh this is like uh, what was the thing this is a it's a ransom it's a ransom video mm. now i mean sharukh khan his movie was to be released he said something positive about the government mm. and they said oh this is a ransom video and now with amir khan also well you know this is so well you know either you stand up for what you believe in or you don't you know don't just say that look this guy uh, you know don't criticize so in essentially what they're doing is they're letting these people off by saying that look they are being blackmailed in some you know emotional way or non emotional way and that what they're doing is they don't really mean it this is a ransom thing they have been you know which is not right because if i remember right um, shahrukh khan was the one who turned hostile in a case where preeti zinta actually yeah. was brave, brave enough to actually stand up Yeah, was it Shahrukh or was it Sanjay Dutt? No, it was Shahrukh Khan. All of, no, not Shahrukh. It was uh, Salman Khan. Salman Khan. It was Salman right. Khan who did not stand up, no, uh, and it was Shahrukh Khan mm-hmm. did stand up to Daud when they threatened him and they said, "You have to act in this film," and he basically tell them to go fly a kite. So Preeti Zinta was the only one who gave evidence against him in the, all of Bollywood. Hmm. Exactly. You were saying. In general, we have. Yeah. Watched. Punjabi hai so okay now we'll move on to this entire um, new army general you know the the new chief of uh, the army we have a very nice piece on this by general panag which you can read uh, but why don't you weigh in on this kishle uh, is this a big deal does this have a precedent of someone being superseded uh, and in what circumstances in the past in what circumstances now and why is it a big deal but i won't go into the details yes there was precedence uh, you know general sk sinha was uh, superseded during indira gandhi's time this is the second time in 33 years but uh, that's on the point if there is a provision under law that the chief of army staff can be selected then i don't think so there is any controversy in it because there is there's been a precedence and it is it is not uh, you know there's nothing illegal about it secondly is that in the army from the lieutenant colonel level it's a process of selection you know a lot of people who are completely uh, who should have been there are uh, you know don't get there passed over as they yeah, say passed over they they they're fired they're just laid off so so you know suddenly to pick up one instance and say all right now you know the government has you know not followed the procedure the procedure is not being followed i think currently as we are speaking the indian army faces the toughest you know operational strategic and environmental challenges and i think those are the uh you know chinks that need to be really plugged i mean you, you know there are 52 installations in jammu and kashmir which don't even have a peripheral you know peripheral uh, wall i mean isn't that the matter of concern for the citizens of the opposition of other people rather than talk about a procedural because this is not a procedural lapse you can debate over it that whether uh you know why should it be done i think that what the government could could have done to avoid any controversy is to actually be a little more transparent and say 
why because the reason that they gave for choosing uh, the chief of army staff over the other two is not extremely convincing the person who's they've chosen is bipin rawat and the one who's been passed over is general bakshi and pravin uh, bakshi yeah pravin bakshi now so what is the reason they've given uh, they've given that uh, the uh, the the one that the, who has been chosen bipin rawat has more operational uh, experience in the northeastern jammu and kashmir and that is what required india requires right now now i wouldn't uh, you know by didn't uh, really the congress be- bring in a, a communal angle as well saying a muslim uh, i remember manish tiwari yes no i think the congress said don't make it communal someone pehsin punawala said that and the congress distanced itself he tweeted the congress said that don't communalize this this mm-hmm. is the army uh, and they distanced themselves from uh, tehsin's comment okay they had actually uh, but yeah. a few journalists had commented on that yeah. I, i remember <clears throat> but, but what's you know, the communal angle here that they were one, one of the of people the, uh, is muslim ah, the two okay. who been superseded okay. yeah but you know here i i like to make two brief comments abhinandan one is that i was astonished why so many journalists and many of them are not exactly fans of narendra modi when people started suggesting that of course this should be open to criticism they kind of said of course not it should not be army keep army above politics and i was very happy that hartosh actually stood his ground and said no we have a right to criticize and is absolutely right and i'll tell you why I, you know in any instance as as goes the cliche caesar's wife should be above wow. suspicion now when you have a prime minister choosing or having a say in choosing an army this thing prime minister is a politician many would say okay he is not openly corrupt or anything like that but according to me to my axm most politicians if not all are corrupt in some form or the other so when a politician is having a say in choosing let's say a judge or uh, uh, an army chief or anyone of course it should be open to, to uh, political discussion yes. absolutely or to be scrutinized in fact in the us the, the judges of the supreme court are presidential appointees Look, exactly. and they, so, and it becomes an election issue that agar yes. trump jeet gaya to conservative ko appoint karega obama jeet gaya to right. liberal ko appoint karega to yeah. puri constitution ki implementation इंटरप्रिटेशन ही फिर उस जज पर हो जाती है एब्सोल्यूटली ओनली फेयर इज दिस दैट इट्स काइंड ऑफ रिंग्स अ बेल फॉर ओल्ड पीपल लाइक मी बिकॉज वेन द जुडीपन ड्यूरिंग द इमरजेंसी वेन जजेस वर सुपरसीडेड एंड आर्मी अपॉइंटमेंट्स वर मेड अकॉर्डिंग टू टेस्ट दे ब्रिंग्स दैट स्लाइट डाउट ऑफ पॉलिटिक्स बींग प्लेड आउट इन टू एरियज in our institutions which should be above politics but i think that if uh as kish said that it is really important strategically i think that there shouldn't be any debate no, on it but don't you feel if if you're saying that army should be above politics but as you can't a prime minister the first thing i would do is to take politics out of it and have no i mean who is but the is commander of the chief isn't commander it, is, the is, isn't it about strategy because if you have according to the the correct uh person who would get the precedence the point is that if he is an incompetent in the areas that is required for the nation at this point i think he has to be no, superseded but, but, but what another saying is as long as there is a political party making that appointment huh. see whether he is good for the role or not can also be decided by a constitutional body you know Con- and, but why but not as I mean, long as as long as it is the party prime minister who is deciding mm. then it will be open to political interpretation no not only par- i don't think party has you know i can't say party because you know prime minister is a extra con- i mean you know yeah. okay it's not He's really than party. you can say it's higher than party okay, but the fact is it is exactly number one kehne ki baat hai number two it is a president who is the the commander in chief right and does president have a hand in selecting 
No. So, uh, you know, there, there, no, there but, you but my, my point, just to reiterate and underline, I'm saying is that this should open up a debate that about how why, the appointment is made. You know, from the lieutenant colonel level, why are, Absolutely. you know, I mean, why isn't then it not made based on merit? Because there are a lot of really qualified people who deserve to grow up the ladder, did not. They fell off the pyramid because they were not uh, close politics to the political establishment. Early. Yeah, political exactly. politics, politics early. The poli In this fact, what you're saying then, the political intervention starts way earlier way than Way earlier, no, yeah. And, and believe fact, me, uh, this country, it'll be end of this country if our government or the prime minister or someone uh, starts having a say in appointing judges. They're, yeah. they're trying to do that. Yeah, that I'm very happy disaster. Supreme Court is resisting. The way it happens, you know, the day it happens, you can say okay. goodbye. Now, sorry, you, you, you were No, I was something? just going to say that the whole thing that you were talking about, about how uh, the pool from which the COS is eventually chosen, that is a, a particularly whimsical collection as well that depends upon political Jan Pechan. This is something, the whole process of this is actually very beautifully laid out, very simply laid out by uh, Lieutenant General Panag in his article. And he mentions the real reason for his displeasure is I think the only word that I would use for this is that he, as he points out that this is a position that requires a, a person who can present and hold a particular point of view to both the defense minister as well as the prime minister that is not necessarily the political yeah, line. Just like Sam Manikshaw very famously went Told Indeed. Indira Gandhi, no, dude. Not going to do this. Ain't happening. <laughs> so that's the point. I mean, can can the current man do okay. so? Okay, that takes us to the next email. To which she replied, play it again, Sam. Play it again, Sam. Right. Letter from K.A. are his initials. He has given his name, but he says, please don't name me. Why are we so bad? I mean, if you say that we got a letter from your house, it will be removed from your house. Anyway. I don't know whether you noticed this or you heard about this. The, uh, the body uh, in charge of the chartered accountants, uh -huh. it, let, it gave out a notice that all chartered accountants are hereby asked not to, to criticize the demonetization. Yeah, but they took it back. That was just... Yeah, I mean, that was... The... the Palties that this government is calling. Anyway, so this letter is from a gentleman who says, Hi, NL Hafta panel. I'm also Batman that I don't want to be named on the Hafta. Let me first tell you that this letter is long overdue and I hope it gets read. I always want to write to NL Hafta, but I didn't yet because I want to mention... Bec I didn't yet because of the reason I mentioned in the next line. Not only am I a subscriber for quite a while now, but recently got two of my friends to subscribe. Wow. Hooray! <laughs> wow. Well done. Thank you. I was surprised nobody ever mentioned John Oliver's piece on journalism. If you did, I may have missed that mention. That's the one on independent media. Actually, we did. We did, we did. I think we, we discussed did. that once. Not that I am the biggest fan of the show, but this particular piece was very relevant from News Laundry model. It underscores the importance of independent journalism and why the public should pay. I urge all the listening listeners to watch it if they haven't already. We'll leave the link below. It's probably not enough that you, the listeners, subscribe to News Laundry, but also try to bring your friends and relatives on board to the NL subscription. I know it's not very easy, but let's try. You know what? Oh, nameless one, people think I'm making this email up. <laughs> I know it because no one will believe that we got an email like this anyway. But we're, we're honest like that. Foremost, I must say that warms my heart at times to listen to the kind of engaging discussion that takes place in the Hafta. To be very honest, I didn't like Abhinandan Anand very much when I started listening to Hafta. Don't know. Both at the same time. Both, both at the same time. That's Maybe they think that the same rarely happens. Yeah, that's very rare. This is a minority. I really this yeah. anonymous Batman. But I have to rather unwillingly admit that over the Haftas and their write-ups, especially Anand's, I have grown to admire their points of view. Yeah, dude, we are like warts. We grow on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, the, what the, the imagery. 
wrong I'm so glad you said That's that. That's a lovely that. observation. It's just, and it was nice to know about the possibility of a counterfeit detection app for the new note from one of the listeners. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah, we got we that letter, no? That letter, correct. Though I don't know how much to believe of that, the New York Times article Fractured Lands was an amazing recommendation by another listener. The doctor's write about Amma's situation was spot on. The guy who compared news laundry and BJP government tra- was an interesting analogy, but this is like comparing Google with a tech startup. we are small they are big and anyway he says more he says i think uh, news on still has problems so mufat khors please subscribe and the subscribers please get your friends to subscribe he likes his guests on the panel he really likes ts sudhir um and ravish and chetan also good choices he likes the hafta recommendations and uh, he says please do not reduce the length of hafta he likes it long and also special thanks to kartik anil for producing hafta yo kartik anil thank Yay. you so much <laughs> Karthik <laughs> in a very waving like way. a politician <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah, we don't need you and uh, now he says if you are coming up with a deep dive soon i would suggest coverage of an upcoming up election and politics there in general for the nl sena it is po- is it possible to contribute smallest sum in recurring manner i'm so glad you asked this so nameless one we are starting the nl sena page probably when this podcast will be up it will be ready we are starting a way where you can directly give to stories we will put the stories there the budget will be there how much the story will cost and the first one of those has been initiated the budget is actually lack 80 we've received about 75 to 80000 rupees but two of our reporters will be going down south uh, we hope the rest of you who said you'd pay would actually you know uh, contribute and make sure that uh, we can finance the story and we don't have to dig into already deficit account that we have but uh, in that uh, so you can be a part of nl sena if you, it's going to be black slabs of 10 20 30 40 50 000 rupees But if you have a smaller amount to give, then just subscribe here, yeah, you know, um, because the NL Sena stories, the the whole NL Sena is bigger amounts, and you'll be able to see more details on this. There'll be a link below on uh, you know how this whole NL Sena will work. But you can pay directly into stories. But there's one uh, doubt which two uh, you know even Nishant, whose email is next, have come up with is that how would you prevent 
politicization for example if you just do stories against one party you know more people will contribute because they want stories done against that mm-hmm. that is why you know what we are doing is we are not just letting you select the stories we will select three stories and typically those will be investigative pieces and so so our readers can't say oh, you know suppose 50 people from political party get together and say not tell do that story and fund it no our editorial team will take a decision these are the thros- three stories that need special funding and we put it out there and as soon as those get filled up or even if they get 80% filled up we go with it right now we're going with it although only 50% is filled up but we hope you'll top it up check out the nl sena page and please do contribute because when the public pays the public is served and corporations pay corporations served and finally uh, this young nameless one says promotion idea share some podcast snippets instead of the whole podcast have a little bit because he didn't know about hafta he used to see other shows of clothes line and articles but once he discovered hafta it was just amazing how he was hooked on to it and therefore you should have smaller bits to get people hooked on and then you know reel them in for the longer one okay karthik's nodding we'll do that and quickly before we wind up and have the two bits of discussion nishant shivastava has sent a very long mail there's a second mail he sticked me off again for running down cricket and he says as the saying goes bhais ke aage bean bajane ka koi fayda nahi he says just finished this hafta episode 98 i'm glad to know abhinandan misses me i'm alluding to the remark he made about the end about cricket not being a sport again but thanks to that he has made me write to you guys once again and he says bhais ke and he has it's a longish mail it has some very good ideas he had suggested we begin ravish on a 100th but he brought him on the 98th <laughs> so yeah nishant uh but thanks for your recommendations uh he he has the same thing that one person you know gave 50000 for the story how do you make sure that one party doesn't fund stories i've just told you nishant how we're going to prevent that and he said i totally disagree with madhu ma'am when she says she wonders about people who would not stand up on the national anthem in cinemas uh he says even rabindranath tagore would have probably not wanted compulsory standing up to national anthem and then jokes about different differently able people and stuff like that and it's extremely inhumane how um, you know they were treated in that cinema then he says this has been on on weeks he says abhinandan has repeatedly said you need 4000 subscribers to to make us break even on a month to month basis and the average subscription is 250 no on that you're wrong our average subscription about 570 rupees our lowest subscription is 250 but typically our data shows that our average you know going by those who do the 250 a month and those who do 1200 a month our average is about 570 So yeah, uh, our average is not 250. So yeah, that's what he says. And once again, he says uh, cricket is a beautiful sport. Mr. Sekri, stop comparing different sports. I could also say football is not a sport, but theatre because of the fake injuries. But I won't because I like seeing good football as well. Okay, that's his email. Thank you, Nishant. I promise I will not compare sports again. But can I compare a sport to a game? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so let's wind up with. keep your recommendations handy i have two quick things today is um national mathematics day india has a national mathematics day which is the birthday of ramanujan if i'm not wrong correct uh, uh, tell me why was he such a, a big deal i mean i don't know much about him uh, anand please and like you have to me. see the film ha i did i did yeah, yeah. how, how much of that is true to what he really yeah, was yeah i was he was yeah. a pretty good film actually and yeah, and, and just tell us why is his birthday the national mathematics day and not say someone well, else well ramanujam was uh, an incredible uh, uh, i don't know i mean it's probably almost the closest one can come to uh, believing in god for me really because uh, according to him he said most of his theorems uh you know would come to him 
um, uh, through his goddess. Yeah. Okay. And uh, at the tip would appear at the tip of his tongue, and he would simply write it down. And wow. uh, it was just incredible. I mean, I, I don't know. So, I mean, that's, a genius. That's like Elvis to used to get his songs. He used to get them in his sleep from his dead brother, his dead twin brother. Oh, really? Yeah, that's okay. that's how it is. But yeah, I mean, Ramanujam, and still, I mean, even to this day, they're trying to solve many of the theorems that he. Uh, but uh, I mean, he's he's of course most famous for two things. One is the Ramanujam, the prime discovery of the prime. You know how to prove uh, with Hardy, uh, who actually got him. Uh, prominence by bringing him to Cambridge. Otherwise, he was a clerk. You oh, know, I see. So, it's, it's, so, so to prove something is a prime number. Uh, no, I, it's a bit more complicated than that. I mean, I can give the the reference. At, uh, okay, the, the link will be there. And yeah, the, the second, the second one is when he was uh, suffering from tuberculosis because uh. he was a vegetarian, and he could not. I mean, England in those days, uh, you know, it was very tough. It was cold and everything. So he was hospitalized, and Hardy came to see him. And he said, "Oh, how are you? And uh, how have you come?" He said, "I've come in a taxi." And Ramanujan asked, "So, what was the number of the, the number plate taxi?" He said, "1729." And Ramanujan said, "Oh, that's an incredibly interesting number because it is uh, a cube. Uh, it is a sum of two cubes, ten cube and nine. Yeah. Wow. So uh, that's called the Ramanujan number, 1729. Oh, wow. interesting. And he died. And, and the story uh, also includes the." Terrible, terrible racism that he I know, that he I know. faced, when they, when you which see we the forget. We forget how Indians were treated, and it remi- by the British, and it reminds you of. Uh, and uh, I experienced that kind of not that bad, but I went to school in England for a short while when I was eight years old, and there was my mother. You would walk down the street in a sari, and people would point and stare and laugh. This was in the fifties. We're and talking Hardy, much earlier so there. When you so watch he, the film, and he suffered. He suffered for in racism, and he didn't know how to fight back. Madhu, I don't think he suffered because he was so involved in something that he was doing. He didn't even notice it. You know, so you have some personalities. No, but he was so unwell, and Hardy does nothing. And I mean, when you watch the movie, you're like, how he doesn't how notice because he's not help him. Yeah, yeah, because he's just, Indian. He doesn't notice if it was a but also the white fact that you know that his wife was not sent because of the mother. Uh, ah, you know. cruel mother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible, horrible, horrible. And the other thing is, you see, for him, it was, I mean, for the family, for because you, as he was a Brahmin, mm. and in those days, you could not cross the, cross the, the seas. seas. Mm. You would be polluting, so, so he had to... So today, as you record, this 22nd December is National Mathematics Day. Also, the first train in India ran on this day many years ago in 1853, for those of you who didn't know. Pune to Thane, was it? Or? Yeah, some, I'll just tell you, in fact, where it was. I'll tell you exactly from where it to where it went. So we're going to do on this day. It That's was nice. a fact. Uh, yeah, it was uh, Rurki to Piran Kaliar on December 22, 19, 1851. Apparently this came about uh, and I'm reading off a report from the Hindu in 2002. Earlier, they had said that the first uh, train was, you know, what you're talking mm. about. But in Rurki IIT students, they came up with some research and oh, they dug oh. out all sorts of stuff oh, and I the first this. one actually ran from between Rurki and Piran Kaliar. And not from Mumbai to Thane as was initially thought. Okay, I'm, let me add because it is mathematics, uh, National all, Mathematics Day. Yeah, in fact, I mean, a song will also be dedicated to mathematics. Oh, okay, right. Okay. But I mean, this what I'm going to say is not really concerned Do with mathematics. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know, something that Madhu said, and I think I'll, I think we should really have this one of the deep dives should be a topic that you know really isn't discussed. But you know, where, where Abhinandan, you and I have had disagreements over with, and Madhu disagreed with me when you say that. No one can be absolutely objective, uh. right? I mean, you, you've said that many times. Uh. And I believe no one can be absolutely detached and objective. And Madhu 
said last time no you cannot be absolutely objective because the moment you think about something you see something you made a choice you lose yeah you you lose your objectivity and so i mean you even la- chosen to think about it so that's I, objective I, i didn't get a chance to respond last uh-huh. time but you know it's it's very interesting quirky thing of what you say there's something in physics called the observer effect which is by by the sheer fact of you looking at something you've you've actually changed that yeah. thing hmm. yeah. yes that's actually explained in objectivity no and the reason for that is because obviously you you're able to look because the light is reflected from that thing and falls but you know that means the light has fallen on you and the fact that photons have fallen on you it could have actually changed you Yes, but I mean, talking we'll, about journalism. So you're proving my point. <laughs> but we'll discuss all this so later. Technically, you're absolutely right. Oh, it's also right, the shortest day of the year. Oh, is it? <laughs> so many days today, man. I thought that was twenty first. Twenty first, shortest day of the year. How does that? We better rush. Is it twenty second? Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, twenty first June and twenty second December. Okay. Now, before you come with the recommendations, I just want to say Rahul Gandhi finally revealed the big. <laughs> and the fact that we didn't feature it anywhere in our hafta discussion i just yes. want to say should we have featured it a little more was it please such a big please explain to me please hmm. explain to me that that does that guy not read the papers not go on the net did he really not know that this fact that he thought was going to cause an earthquake was already known before did he really not know that i don't know it was just shocking that He act- what world cocoon does he live in exactly that that's what made me realize that he does actually live in a cocoon so yeah uh, anyone was shocked by his revelation <laughs> i was shocked <laughs> okay everyone's giggling rahul in shocked case you're listening shocked at the ignorance and ravi shankar prasad said ganga ke saman hamare prime minister hamare modi ji ganga saman she got help from twitter i, 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 you know, I agree I, I with him i was shocked by that either why right? <laughs> <laughs> okay so um and modi ji also called rahul gandhi a packet What was that? What was packet today. of what? Yeah, you know, <laughs> what I, I that saw mean? that clip. Packet of what? what? He said he's a packet. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I was. It was he. He's, he's very good with his words. I must admit that. You know, so he said. पहले पहले पता नहीं होता पैकेट खुलेगा क्या कुछ क्या यू नो अब पैकेट खुला है तो पता चल रहा है इनके बाहर समथिंग लाइक दैट अंदर भी पैकेट ही है चुरी मुरी पैकेट के अंदर पैकेट Okay, so let's start with you, Anand. Nice what word. is your recommendation? So today, I'd like to recommend something that was recommended to me by Karthik, our producer, which is there's a very nice uh, video reportage or you know something of um, women scientists responsible for our Mars mission. Oh, I was yeah, that's so a lovely uh, video. Yeah, so and it's it's anecdotal. So if you remember when the when the Mangalyaan you know was launched. There was this lovely photograph of mummies, yes. you know, wearing yeah, kanji yeah, varam yeah. silks, Correct. four or five hugging each other. Yeah. You know? uh reminiscent of old wonderful days but yeah. this is a video of uh, you know about 7 or 8 minutes long and it actually goes it's almost like a deep dive into you know some of the women scientists who are responsible for that wonderful very thing. nice especially because uh, uh you know every now and then please i think listeners should also listen to wonderful south indian accents you know <laughs> yeah you don't get especially you know the countdown in south indian 10 9 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 8 
I think it should have been straight. It should be straight. Yeah. You know, are you really half Tamilian? I mean, I am beginning to doubt that. I'm half Tamil. How dare you? I thought you were half Australian. Australian. Oh, oh, oh. Your recommendation is to speak. எனக்கு <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I think that's a really good set of suggestions. I know. Yeah. Um okay, I I definitely want to recommend uh, Anand's interview with Jose having because we all heard it live so you guys can just hear it a little bit late. It's really good. Also because it's a great um book that uh, Jose Joseph has written. Uh I want to recommend a long read from The Guardian. Uh there's a trial going on in Germany of this woman called uh I think her name would be pronounced Beater Jeep. Um she is from a far right group and has been uh has been charged with what were initially called the kebab murders because they, yeah i know it sounds slightly funny rather than tragic but yeah so basically immigrants and uh turkish people initially and then others came into the picture there were a number of people who were non white who were killed and she was uh, she finally turned herself in actually and it's a really um what has uh, reve- what has been revealed in the course of it is that as the writers say at one point in the article that germany seems to be far more eager to sorry uh, that germany seems to be far more willing to comment and uh, penalize former nazis rather than looking at the current right wing and how much institutional racism is running through the police system so it's very interesting madhu i have a kind of unusual one uh, it's titled to understand facebook study capgras syndrome and it's basically that this mental disorder gives us a unique insight in into the digital age this disorder was discovered in um, 1899 and how it now applies to what is happening to us mentally with social media particularly how facebook. interesting mm. must read this kartik has a suggestion as well kartik what is your suggestion uh yeah so long forms best of 2016 so they recommend like top 10 articles if you guys remember we had uh discussed this mother jones speech my fourth month four months as a private prison guard yes so these are like top 10 long form articles i mean it's year end you know you should be like so christmas holidays karthik's our producer's uh, suggestion and kish oh um listen to the anal hafta 99th episode look forward with baited bet for the 100th episode of anal hafta <laughs> in the meantime you know Subscribe. have a merry christmas and plan your new years okay thank you now my recommendation is open source with christopher line that podcast i find their discussions so fucking phenomenally illuminating intelligent and interesting this is about post democracy in america his guests are such fucking geniuses he is so smart he's just so amazing how he gets them to talk and not talks too much mm-hmm. note to myself uh i just think you guys have to listen to it it is just the insights into history politics society are just mind numbingly brilliant in this podcast and on that note we come to an end to the 99th episode <coughs> yes all you listeners can be part of the 100th episode um there's a link below just click on it and you'll see how you can be a part of it you have to send in a critique of the hafta and we'll take six listeners 
who will critique us, our team, just like we critique everybody else every week. And uh, we'd love to have our listeners, but that's only open for subscribers. And don't be slimy and say, I'm a subscriber because we'll check the database. Okay, right? And now, I'd, uh, with an urge to please subscribe and check out, and we are part of NL Sena, so you can keep media independent and free. Oh, also, I have one more suggestion about The Economist. Uh, I'll, I'll just tell you what it's about. It's, it's in the Press Gazette, The Economist Digital Strategy Chief. We expect display advertising to have disappeared by 2025. Apparently, all the big shots of the media world are saying that ads will disappear and only community-funded models will remain alive. We've been saying it for five years, but, you know, we're just news laundry. We're not economists, so what the fuck do we know? And with that urge of let's make the impossible possible on Mathematics Day of a community-funded model help us in achieving what many thought was impossible on National Mathematics Day. Yeah, and can I just say Merry Christmas to everyone? Please yes, don't uh, chop any Christmas trees. Enjoy it, you know, environmentally. Enjoy the trees. Yes, enjoy mm-hmm. the tree. Yeah. Don't chop any Christmas trees. But if you guys want to give us some Christmas gifts, you can subscribe to Pyar Venal Sena. Absolutely, yes. Uh, so we don't mind that. The only green you should send to us is the money. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.